Hello and welcome to the Scotchcast for the 16th or 15th of February 2020. First podcast of the year and joining me today is Durin. How are you going, Durin? It only took us two and a half months of the year, but we finally got something <laughs> together. I mean, last year, I think the first podcast of the year was in like June. Well, fair. <laughs> so we're doing pretty well. Like, I, I think we're sticking to it. That's that's We're doing more than we thought we would. So I'm happy. That's Bridget. Um, how are you doing? What's up? I'm, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing great. I'm, I've been playing a lot of older things. Oh man, I've just been, actually we're there opposite. As, as, I'm, as usual, I'm playing some new release and then you're playing like fucking Overwatch or whatever. You know, you're not wrong there. <laughs> uh, we are the least prepared I can ever remember being for a podcast. I don't think... Like, you can actually flip through the show notes, because we have our show notes, the the um, ever-present show notes, and if you just flip through the last couple of episodes, like, we have show notes for every episode, until this one, where we've got nothing. Our show notes is just a running sheet uh, of what we're going to do this today. Our show notes just says, who knows, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me, it is, who knows, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. Um, okay, I, I apologize. Yes, it's good. Uh, I don't mean should. to misrepresent. Exactly, you should feel bad. Um, yeah, this is great. I can't wait. So uh, the plan for the day, folks at home, if you are listening, is to just wrap. Like we're, we're not gonna. We don't have like a really defined um, set of topics. We're not gonna, and we don't have hours to spend. We don't. Hopefully, don't need to be like an hour or an hour and a half. Yeah, this um, is this is the Scotchcast of 2020. Less organized, <laughs> less hosts. Just less of everything, <laughs> less expectations. Uh, uh, yes, but but it's it all like it's the thought that counts, you know. It's 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 like the fifteenth year of a marriage where you no longer like give each other like really good presents or really honestly care. <laughs> it's more like, oh yeah, let's just go out for dinner <laughs> for your birthday. That's this. This is going out for dinner for someone's birthday as a podcast. During. <laughs> um, we both have exciting news that only matters to us. I, I yes, believe we, we spent the first accurate. five minutes setting up by installing programs. <laughs> Why were we installing programs, Duran? What's up? Uh, because we both decided to get new computers. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's 2020, man. This is awesome. Like, I love... Um, I think it's... Okay. I think it's finally time to consider upgrading. Like, when was the last time you upgraded your computer? One moment. I last upgraded in what was it in 2015. I I apologize. I had to put my uh, smart device in its place. Yeah, I saw. (laughs) I heard (laughs) like Google Assistant or something going off or Siri or something. Yeah. Um, But yeah, 2015 was the last time I upgraded, and so it feels good. Feels. Yeah, I think mine was. uh, It might have actually been 2015. 14. Jeez. And now we've, we're sitting here with uh, with both having made terrible financial decisions mm-hmm. and um, get, <laughs> getting far too overpowered a computer each because we can. Having built computers prior to this, this is the worst financial decision. <laughs> like we did, like neither of us went for the bargain basement parts. Like it's, yeah, they're like, <laughs> generally when I, would, when I would build a computer, I, I generally tried to keep my budget somewhere around as close to a thousand as possible. Right. Right. Um, until this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In which case, I was like, well, let me just make sure I do what I can to keep it under three. 
I think it's like, I know, this is like the classic thing, right? We're getting older. We have a little bit more disposable income. And who cares? <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> right. it's, it's, once, once one purchase every five years, I think you can splurge a little bit. It's like going on a holiday, but just for yourself. And well, and that was kind of my thing. My, my reasoning for it uh, was for spending this much of this time. It was prior to this, when I would build a computer, I was building it um, with that $1,000 budget in mind mm. for something that should last about three years. Right. And so like every three or so years I would upgrade to a new computer with like a halfway point video card upgrade. Yeah. Um in, in this case, it has been six years since I have upgraded um with one or two video card upgrades in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so this time around I was like, Well, it may be another six years before I upgrade again. So let me build something with that in mind, something something that is intended to reach that point a little more gracefully than my last computer yeah like what would you what do you have like for people at home like the reason we want to go into this is because we're i think a lot of people are considering upgrading with the new consoles coming out graphics is going to go something well, really crazy and, and to be honest like now like like right now and this may change like fucking next week who knows exactly but like right now is the absolute best time to be building a new computer in years uh, in years ra- yeah in years like ram prices have finally come down to something reasonable ssds um, are great we, we are yeah, we're far out of the 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 mining bullshit of 2017, mm-hmm. 2018, whatever that was. I about um, that. Yeah, SSD prices are are fantastic. Like you can get reasonably reasonably affordable NVMe SSDs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, at, 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 like at, nothing is 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 overpriced right now. Right. Like, everything is at a good price, and that and that very well could change. Like, who knows when when the next gener- generation of C- like we're probably due for at this point. I think. I think oh, yeah. Nvidia, or, or I mean, uh, Intel has. I think one more for this series coming out before mm-hmm. they move on to the next node. Yeah. To the next. Yeah. Um. So more more than likely, we'll see. Like twenty twenty one is when like the next set of CPUs come out, and like who knows what the pricing on that's going to look like. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it'll be okay because AMD is actually competing now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. As and because AMD is competing, I don't trust them to keep the prices as competitive as they have been for the last for, for this year last year and the year prior like the first three series of ryzen have been so competitively priced um right but when you look at their really most recent stuff they finally started creeping up there so that like the cpu well yeah well, and, and that's possible but at the same time like it will it already has started to uh force intel to drag their prices down down yeah so like a Intel, intel's going down amd's going up and we'll see how evil both get in the coming years but like right now it's just a, it's just a good spot. Like there's so many good parts out there that would be pretty future proof, at least by our like estimation. Um, and then that's that's kind of what I want to talk to for people at home. Like if you if you've been sitting there on like a on what am I a i5 from a couple of years ago and a 970 or something like we, we've been we're split on graphics cards. I don't think graphics cards is quite ready yet, unless you're going mid range. Like I think the like the mid range cards are pretty good right now. But I think uh, yeah, I think I think it depends on where you're upgrading from. Mm-hmm. Like if you are upgrading from a nine seventy like I was, um, graphics cards are fine. Like yeah. it is a big enough upgrade that it oh, is yeah. absolutely worth worth it right now. Yeah. If you're running on like a ten sixty or something, uh, ten eighty, mm-hmm. it's maybe less worth spending the money on the graphics cards right now. Yeah, especially if you can put that because again we're talking about future proofing, right? So we're talking about like you have a computer knowing that you will get a graphics card, a new graphics card, at some point down the line, like within a couple of years. 
Um, right. Yeah. If, if you're running on a, on a 10 series card at this point, like it's still worth building the computer, yeah. but then just wait for that second generation RTX cards to come exactly. out. Exactly. So for me, I only, I got like a $50 uh, shitty, like just essentially a video output from my old computer. It's like nothing more than a video <laughs> output. Um, so I took out the graphics card of that, put it into this one, replaced that one with the $50 one, which is funny because like the place I went to buy parts, you have to, you had to get a whole computer. So essentially, I got this weird gimped computer with like amazing specs and a shit graphics card and like a terrible case or whatever, <laughs> and like a terrible PSU that couldn't even run the CPU. Like it was fantastic because I, I knew I'd be putting those parts in my old computer. So like he was like that he was understanding. Weird, that is yeah. a weird like retail location. Yeah, it's like because so um, it's because I got the processor I got, and they had so few of them. They had a policy that um, mm, that they're they, basically like it with a new, new they're system. bundling just to get rid of their other shit. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. with that, Duran, what are you upgrading from? I well, real quickly, I, I just wanted to uh, kind of shout out, uh, especially after hearing that, that mm. I have I've learned through the hours and and I mean, probably like close to hundred of hour, like hundred hours of. Uh, YouTube videos and research <laughs> I did um, leading up to finally buying my parts that I am incredibly blessed to have a micro center in my city. Oh yeah. That those prices were incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think I did pretty all right. Just buying like the only things I didn't buy from micro center were um, the case because it was like 30 bucks more from micro center than it would have been on Amazon. Mm hmm. Um, but if I really wanted to, like they, they do price match, so I could have bought it from there. Right. Um, but I also, my, uh, my fans, they do not carry the NZXT air Two mm. RGB fans. Um, <laughs> so I had to buy those through Amazon instead. Uh-huh. The swag ass fans. you got... <laughs> The fans that I didn't need because the case came with fans in those positions, but they didn't have lights on them. Then you just, yeah, it's unbearable. You can't, if it's not lit up, well, who'd own it? Right. Why would you own it? Yeah. Like why? Yeah, exactly. Like why would you even? <laughs> uh so no what i end up with uh was uh well, no, so where'd you start from what'd you start from we'll go from there like my previous computer yeah yeah what are you upgrading oh from? geez you're gonna make me remember what that was i remember being a 970 on in the in the graphics department yeah the graphics card was a was a gtx 970 um it had 16 gigs of ddr3 ram oh yeah okay it was still okay. um it had uh a 250 gig ssd sata ssd for the uh, os mm-hmm. and then a three terabyte uh 7200 rpm um platter drive for storage oh yeah okay um the thing i don't remember offhand exactly was the processor i want to say it was a 4770k okay but i don't know if that's right uh, that's i I think we we I think it was because I have a forty seven ninety and we were talking about um, Jedi Fall Fall Order, but that was the, like the game that pushed us both towards upgrading because that was yeah. the one that finally maxed out our processors and we're like, oh shit, okay. Once once the processor is maxed out, that then you're done. That, that's what then the computer so, is. So it out. turned out on a side note, it turned out uh, those issues I was having with Need for Speed Heat, a hundred percent in my computer. It runs flawlessly now. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so it was like after so many years like our processes never really took a hit and then finally just came yeah. around last year last year was the one which last is, year again, was the breaking point where it's like okay i i going forward i am going to get to a point where i cannot buy games for my pc anymore and that's exactly like like for me like it was jelly photo older like it, i didn't have as many problems as you but i did get stuttering in like two or three spots and i was like well if it's if it's maxing out now 
and Cyberpunk is coming out in a couple of right. months. Uh, at, that ta- at that stage, it was coming out in March. Um, <laughs> so I was like, well, that we had a little more time to buy a computer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was what I upgraded. I usually upgrade for like a big release. Like, the last computer I bought, I think, was Mass Effect for Mass Effect 2, I think. Some of that, mm. something along those lines. So, um, yeah. So, you started with a 970. I started with a 1080. I didn't upgrade the 1080, but I started with a 4790K, 16 gigs of RAM, um, 3 DDR3, almost the same computer aside from graphics cards. So, what did you get? Yeah. So, I got a an, uh, i9 9900K. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I got a, uh, a an RTX 2070 Super. Jeez. Um, 32 gigs 32 of RAM of BDR4, uh, 3200 RAM. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought about upgrading to the 36, but really, it's just for the money. It wasn't worth it for an Intel um, yeah. chip. It's more important for the AMD. That the AMD does. Yeah. Um, I have a 500 gig NVMe um, SSD. SSD. Yeah, and then a two terabyte uh, SATA for uh, SATA SSD for storage. Right. No, what that? What, what was the damage on that rig? Uh, total came to with Windows because I also did get retail Windows. Uh, total came to I believe it was somewhere in the ballpark of twenty four hundred. Right. That was including. Is that including the weird RGB stuff you did? Yes. So okay. Okay. okay yeah. So <laughs> well. So um. So for my cooler, I got the Kraken um X sixty two. Yep. Uh, liquid cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, the case came with the two front RGB fans. Those were already there. Those were pre-installed. Yeah. Um, the back two fans, uh, the top was a, uh, 140 millimeter and the back one is 120 millimeter, uh, case came with, with just standard black fans. So I replaced those with, uh, the RGB fans. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and the, the Ram, I guess was, it's, uh, the Corsair Vengeance RGB Ram as well. Right. So I have, I have. And the the motherboard is the uh, the Gigabyte Aorus Pro, um, oh, yeah, yeah. which also yeah. has RGB on it. <laughs> you are the worst. <laughs> so here's one thing I've learned. So I've never done RGB on a system before this. I've never cared enough about like the looks of my computer. Right. I opened up my old one, actually, uh, after I built this one, and felt ashamed by my <laughs> uh, lack of cable management. <laughs> Everything is just stuffed in the front. It looks nice. terrible. Uh, this one here, I spent I spent six hours building this computer. Jeez. Okay, all right. Um, but it looks fucking sharp. Nice. Like it looks clean. Don't look at the back. Don't open the back panel. <laughs> but the front looks so clean. Awesome. Um, I have uh, I have all RGB. Um, the same color. It's all like a, a purple color. Um, so, so my system is basically just like all black with purple lighting. Right. Um. Which <laughs> two things? One. Um, I found out the RGB isn't quite where I would like for it to be in terms of like ease of use. I have to use three separate programs. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. RGB. It's fucking shit. <laughs> um, but also like I, 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 uh, I struggled with the color because I could not get the Ram to match the color of everything else. <laughs> um, it kept coming up like this blue purple instead of like more of a red purple that everything else was. Sure. And I literally had to pull the the damn hex code for the color that the fans were, and input that into my other uh, software for the memory, uh, which actually was the software for the the motherboard because that's what controls the RGB on the memory, right? Um, and input that into there to get the exact same shade of purple. Nice, great, <laughs> but so, it looks great now. Yeah, that's that's Duran's rig. Um, 
I uh, similarly upgraded to a ridiculously overpowered computer. Uh, I have a Ryzen 9 3950X, so the fucking 16 core 32, uh, so 32 logical processors one, which is ridiculous. And when I open Task Manager, it looks silly. Um, then <laughs> like, it's, just, it's just nonsensical. Like I'm, I've never seen a utilization above 20% unless I'm testing it. Otherwise, it's always down at like 2 to 1%. I guess it's nothing. Um, but then I've got also got 32 gigs of RAM because I'm running a Ryzen processor. I'm going to have 3600 in there instead of mm. 3200. Um, but otherwise, we're pretty much the same. NVMe SSD. Um, I have a game one terabyte gaming SSD, but I still have platters in mine because I need more storage. Um, I got those from my old computer. I got I did a lot of like uh, transplants from my old computer. But the total spend for me, like the main main upgrades for me, was motherboard, RAM, and CPU. And I kept my graphics card and my PSU. Um, it's my power mm-hmm. supply unit. So my total upgrade cost was about thirteen hundred US dollars. Um, so, so maybe a little bit more reasonable. Yeah, but that, I've been gra- I've been buying a graphics card, right? That's most of it. Um, the difference in terms of like like you. Oh was, sure, yeah, Because yeah. your graphics card was like eight hundred, probably or seven hundred. Uh, no, this one was like five and a half. Okay, cool. All right. No, so, the, yeah, the eight hundred one. That's that's the twenty eighty. Oh I didn't right, right. That high. Okay, yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, so that would be a large chunk of it, and then whatever. I didn't I didn't have to get like a PSU and all that stuff. So, so um, and I got a really cheap, really cheap case. So yeah, I've, I've, the but the points there for Pete users at home. Um, we obviously got the fucking top of the line processors. He got the top of the line Intel, and I got the top of the line um, AMD. Um, the you guys don't have to do that. We're essentially just saying this a to show off, but b and and grow our e penises. But b like just just to say like hey, we looked at this for a month, and this is the kind of stuff we learned because me and Duran kind of worked together on his rig to some extent. He also got a lot of help from Micro Center by the sounds of things. Um, yeah, yeah. The uh, and but he also did research himself, so not does it sell fucking during short. But the like the idea is essentially if you're there at home, um, the thing we learned from the last generation of processors, if you're considering upgrading this year, is that uh, what we found was that the two core four thread processors, so the i5 series from a couple of years ago, finally hit a point maybe two years ago where they couldn't hang with modern games, and then just last year the four core eight thread old processors like that me and Duran had so the i7s hang uh with with the latest games so um what i would suggest is that if you're at home i would probably go for something that has a decent core count that's pretty much the only thing so Duran's got a what a six core 12 thread in that thing i'm pretty sure or was it eight core 16 uh, i think it's eight sixteen. let's see 9900k it's the fucking Godlike beastly one. It's, it's fucking so far. Eight core, sixteen thread. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so, and I've got the sixteen core, thirty two thread. So like the, but I I do the transcoding for the podcast, and I do like little bit of YouTube here and there. So I do some transcoding. It's like fuck it, why not? I'll just go for it. Um. But for most people, if you, I'd say probably start with a six core, twelve thread at least, or maybe preferably an eight core, sixteen thread, and that will probably get you through the next five years because. Essentially, all that really changed was thread count in terms of what things uh, required. Aside from yeah, the latest like I would say, if you're if you're building more often than once every five or six years, like I have been, yeah, um, it, then I would say that the i7 is definitely sufficient. The i9 mm-hmm. right now is total fucking overkill. <laughs> like like honestly, like when I when I'm playing games, like it's the same as what you're saying. Like my uh, CPU util- CPU utilization doesn't go above like twenty percent. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
So like it is a hundred percent overkill. I like yeah. it, and and I'm not even I'm not even overclocking it. Yeah. Um. It's it, it is like I, I I think I turned something on on my motherboard. I'm not super familiar with overclocking to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um. But like it is running at four point seven. Yep. Um. But like I'm not even like trying to push it to five or anything crazy like that. Like I've not gone into the motherboard and started actually messing with overclocking. I'm mm. probably not going to because I'm getting twenty percent utilization. So <laughs> why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> just for the, um, just for the big numbers, but there's no point. Right. But 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 my whole thing when I built this was like I didn't want to push it that hard because I'm looking for longevity out of this. And yeah. Obviously, the more you, the more you overclock, the more you push your processor, the more you are going to take kind of take away from the overall age of, or uh, lifespan of that processor. Yeah, and you probably won't notice it in terms of it won't break, but we'll get is like a little bit of instability. You'll find instability as the thing gets older. Yeah. Um. So like yeah. So he's got. But the big big thing there is, and where I disagree is, like, I I don't think the i sevens from Intel are at the moment the right pick because they're only eight core eight thread. Like the reason the i nine 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 hundred K is ridiculous is because it's the only one with. Eight oh, that's right. I, for, I forgot that I forgot that they got rid of the. Yeah, the hyper threading. Yeah, the hyper threading. Right. Right. Yeah, so I would go for Ryzen's. I would go for Ryzen seven thirty seven hundred X. Um, that's like the standard eight core sixteen thread. If you if you want to just something really low end, and that that would probably last you just you just less less certain of it. The thirty six hundred is fantastic. It's the six core, it's twelve thread one. Beyond there, spend all the rest of money on your graphic card. Like this is the year to buy processors because Ryzen's right in the good spot, and then the top end Intel is just ridiculous. So if you're in the high end market, I doubt anything will really trounce the nine nine hundred K. Um, even next year's Intel's won't do that much faster, and next year's AMD's won't be that much faster. Like the 9900K is, is has been the reigning champ for so long, but there doesn't seem to be anything down the pipe that really challenges it. Um, well, and 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 the the 9900K is in a weird kind of a weird spot too, though, because mm-hmm. a lot of it also depends on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only really the 9900K is basically for one type of person, and that is the person who wants the top top end. Um, best CPU they can get strictly for gaming and gaming alone. Yes, because if you want so if you want top end like super high end and you also use you know do you know video encoding or whatever like at that point really what you want to go for is probably a Threadripper. Yeah, a Threadripper or the Thirty Nine Fifty X if you can't spend as much on HDD. Right, yeah, right. So like so I went that route, but during yeah during when he just when he when he decided to get the computer, his aim was gaming that was your purpose yeah. and, I was, and i was like oh yeah that makes sense um for me the aim was oh i want a computer that just does fucking everything like anything i throw at it it'll be able to do and that's kind of why i went the other direction um but yeah so that, that's what it is how do you like your new computer how does it feel what's, what's the numbers like um i i fucking love this thing um <laughs> <laughs> so again just to kind of get an idea of where i came from to to where i am now uh again like cynic mentioned i play a lot of overwatch and mm-hmm. um I last year, I think it was early last year, um, upgraded my main monitor to a 144 hertz display, um, which is crucial for playing that game if you want to be able to aim. <laughs> um, on my old computer, in order to get that kind of a frame rate, I had to drop the settings all down to minimum settings. And I was able to, in doing that, was able to hover somewhere around 144 frames, nice. sometimes a little under, sometimes a little over. Um <clears throat> So one of the first things, obviously, I did with this game was install, or this computer was install uh, Battle.net, install Overwatch, <laughs> and go for a test run. Max settings, I'm getting like 170-something frames. Jeez. 
Um, I actually went ahead and just went in and capped it down to 144. Just, just don't have to worry about any kind of tearing or anything weird. <laughs> um, but it's it's fan fucking tastic. I it blows my mind still every time I load up a different game that I had maybe my computer didn't do great or you know things that I was having to start dropping settings down mm-hmm. on my old computer and going in and just like turning everything up and just seeing what it can do. And then again, looking over at my uh monitoring software and seeing like cpu usage sitting at like 20 percent at most <laughs> seeing my, my gpu at like you know 99 but like at 65 degrees yeah it's just chilling <laughs> whereas like my old computer uh gpu and cpu both idled around 60 to 65 <laughs> yeah like, yeah because you spent a d- decent amount in your cooling and that's a good plan like if you wanted longevity for your computer yeah yeah and to future proof against summer like you guys are currently in winter um and yeah, people forget that hey, summer is can be pretty hard on computers, and and you're and you sitting next to it, fucking baking under the the uh, yes, my r- my office would get very warm, yes. very warm with that computer. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to not having to worry about that quite so much. Fuck man, and that's the thing. So yeah, so that's, that's like it's, it's overall like this is the time. It feels like this is the time. If you're if you have a 10 series, I wouldn't upgrade your graphics card quite yet. I didn't. No, um, no. But. Like Duran's twenty seventy super is forty percent faster than my ten eighty. So um, we actually both installed a benchmark, and he just fucking ripped me, <laughs> 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 which is pretty fun. Um, but it's great because I can't wait to get whatever fucking comes out this year finally from Nvidia and see what that that can do. Um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think second second gen RTX are going to be <clears throat> yeah uh, markedly better. I think than than the first gen were. Though I mean, again, like I I. I hope so, but I hope so. AMD is doing really well on, on the processor end, not so much on the video card end. So no. it doesn't really incentivize Nvidia to really push things too far. Exactly. Like the the main thing incentivizing them is that they realize a lot of people aren't upgrading and they're seeing drop in profits. Um, so hopefully that's enough, but we'll see. Right. Um, yeah. I just realized too. I looked through our our notes and I never actually sent you the pictures I took of my computer. Oh so yeah. I <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Let's see how fucking lit this thing is. Um, but yeah, for people at home, I hope that that's some little bit of insight into what we're doing, why we made our decisions. That thing looks fucking awesome. It's like purple, purple and black is is Duran's thing. It's pretty fucking cool. My I, I've all my RBG, RGB turned off. Like if if you, <laughs> the reason I hate RGB software is because you have to install it just to turn it the fucking hell off. Like oh god. <laughs> so I didn't. Need, I, so the only thing RGB in my thing is the power button and my graphics card, and that's because I refuse to install that shitty ASUS software because that is terrible. I can't. <laughs> I just can't. Um, but yeah, so we're opposites in that regard. But still, yeah, there you go. So if you're at home, um, thirty six hundred, thirty seven hundred, or nine nine hundred K, or if you want the thing that can kind of do it all, the ninety, the thirty nine fifty X. It's not as fast as gaming as the nine nine hundred K, but it can do fucking everything else. So yeah, that's our that's our processors, that's our computers, and um, I actually haven't noticed much of a difference because <laughs> I've just been playing Vulcan, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like no difference at all. Aside from the like everything's faster, obviously. That's one of those things like I didn't realize, I didn't think it would get faster because I was like mm-hmm. on, a, on an i seven rig before, but it does. Like everything does. Like web pages move smoother. It's like the strangest thing. Um, if you if you're so used to one computer and suddenly feel like a little bit different, like oh wait, and it's not just the new Windows thing because you can. I don't yeah, know, no, no and that's the thing too. Is like even I noticed a, a difference on in that regard too because um, I moved from a 
uh, a SATA SSD for my my OS drive yeah. to an NVMe. Yeah, and that's and there is a so little like even that is a noticeable difference. Yeah, and so it's like not it's not gigantic. Like I wouldn't go out and buy an NVMe if you already have a SATA. But if you're upgrading your computer, yeah, yeah, and, and I and I guess I should also say like I normally prior to this when I would do a build, I would I would actually um, harvest parts out of my old PC to help kind of offset the cost mm-hmm. of the new one. Uh, this is the first one that I didn't do that for. Um, and actually, this like my old PC, I'm going to um, get some files off there, stuff I, I want to keep, whatever. I'm going to actually just wipe that, and then um, that's going to be the kid's uh, computer. Mm. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to live on. Yeah. And I got to pull, pull that cooler off and reapply that thermal paste because I got to get that temperature down a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's our hot PC minute. We're both really happy with our new rigs and people at home. If you're upgrading, there's a time to do it. Moving on, Durin, um, I want to get out of the way first because that was where I was really excited for at least for the last couple of months. Um, but we do, yeah. we didn't do a game of the year last year and we don't have time to do a game of the year this year. Sadly. <laughs> Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, like, it's a little late at this point. Yeah. And it's, I really miss like things like hottest mess and all that kind of stuff that we would have done. Um, giant bomb didn't for some reason. That was a, that was a disappointment. Hottest mess, giant bombs game of the year. I'm calling it. I didn't actually, yeah, I didn't actually like at all tune in for any of their, you well, missed, something yeah, in the back. I, I, I actually liked, I liked what they did for their stuff prior to getting to the actual game of the year stuff where they just kind of talked about each of the games. Game, yeah. Um, the only thing I didn't like about that and the thing I hope they change for next year, I want them to keep that idea, but keep that section of it spoiler free. Okay. Yep. All because right. um, for for some of us who like enjoy their game of the year stuff, but maybe aren't able to get to every single game that they play mm. that, 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 that they talk about, um, I tend to try to skip over the games or the, or, the, or the categories that would be like story heavy stuff that would potentially spoil stories for games I'm still in the middle of playing. Yeah. Um, so I felt like that was kind of their solution to that was having that, that before stuff where they just talk about the different games before mm-hmm. they start getting into debates. Uh, but then they just started randomly throwing out spoilers anyway. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I Brad just can't fucking help himself. I just, I just, I don't, I don't like any of the game. Cause I, my favorite topics, sorry, my favorite, um, all pretty much all my favorite awards were gone. So I, I was like, Oh, that's kind of like, I don't mm-hmm. mind the first three days, but if you're going to take out hardest mess and like, um, please stop and i have like the really good ones the really funny ones like i like yeah no thanks or um and i think they took out best moment best moment is usually one of my favorite award um and they might even have taken out best new character i can't remember but i think they did so basically they just kind of purged half their categories yeah half the categories yeah and talk about the games instead exactly yeah and i i prefer I'd, somewhere in between would be better or at least like I'd, I'd rather like hottest mess than some of the categories they do have so i don't know anyway mm-hmm. Um, that's a different thing. We don't have time to do a full podcast, but Duran, I wanted to at least get like a, a read from you. How was 2019 for video games? Like, was there any, what were your highlights? What was, what was the big game? If you were to say you had a game so, of the year, what would it be? We were talking before recording about, about this and like, we both kind of came to the conclusion that like, there wasn't really any, like much of anything that really stood out to us. Mm-hmm. And then I looked up like video games for 2019 and there were a lot of really good video games yeah. I just kind of f- either forgot about or like didn't play uh, for different reasons. Um, none really made a mark stand- on me. Like not, none really had a strong mark on me personally. I don't well, know. I would say some some of the standout ones for me were I I enjoyed what I did play of Untitled Goose Game 
Mm. I think that game was very <laughs> fun. Okay, yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> I was not expecting fun. that to be the first thing out of the game. <laughs> but there you go. It's 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 a fun like asshole simulator. Yeah. <laughs> like some of the fun most fun I had was like when I would get frustrated with a puzzle. It had the best solution to getting frustrated with a puzzle, which is like you get irritated, you can't figure it out. So you just go fuck with people for a while and it just <laughs> makes you feel better. And then you get back to the puzzle again. Yep. Um, built in. Aside from that, there were a few others, uh, you know, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, that yes. is the first Pokemon game that I have. I have actually like rolled credits on. Oh, since really? Red Blue. Nice. You rolled credits on it. That's cool. Like last time yeah, we talked about um, it was ages ago. I don't think you'd finished it yet. So. Now, to be fair, I dropped it pretty hard after that. Same. So like I didn't even finish the like post credit story stuff yet. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't I don't think I finished that stuff either. Oh shit. <laughs> well, I I did play um, a bit of it. I just didn't I just didn't Yeah, I played a little bit. I got I got to the point where you met the two guys whose hair was shaped like sword and shield, right. and that was really dumb. Yeah. But past that, like I didn't really uh, I, there's a whole quest line, man, and I, I was like halfway through that quest line. I was like, I'm tired. I can't. <laughs> I don't remember what else I had to play, but I just went on to do something else. I don't know. Yeah, it's good though. Um, it's the first time I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Days Gone wasn't as bad as people made it out to be, but I, it was a largely forgettable game. I forgot that it came out in 2019 until I just mm-hmm. saw it. Um, aside from that, I would say like the the big ones for me. Let me scroll back over here real quick. Uh, what I've played of Outer Worlds has been a lot of fun. Cool. I need to play more of it, but I plan it because I just haven't spent a lot of time with it. Mm. Um, but it's it's a good one of those. Um, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, every time, like it, it's so, it's the closest to a Souls game I think I will ever get into. As as much as I've tried every one of those games, nice. Um, you, but it's, you, it's also one of those. Did you really like warm to it in the end, or? Uh, yeah, like so, I'm, I'm still playing through. I'm, again, it's another one I'm like fairly early on because my other computer didn't run it super great. So <laughs> I would try, but it would get frustrating. Right. Um, I think I just finished up on Kashyyyk. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. So still pretty early in the game. Hmm. Um, but it's just like it's one of those games that like I don't think about too often. But then when I go to like load it up, I end up playing it for hours on end. Nice. That's cool. Um. But I would say, like, the biggest one for me, honestly, was Resident Evil 2. Oh, yeah. That fair. was probably my game of the yeah. year for last year. That game is, it has, has renewed my faith even more so than Resident Evil 7 did in Capcom being able to do a proper fucking Resident Evil game Dude, again. And RE3 is just around the corner, right? I, so, th- so RE2 was so good, I actually, like, worried? already pre-ordered RE3. Oh, okay, cool. I was, I was saying, like, I've, I'm kind of worried about RE3 because that seems like they I'm, I'm a little bit because, well, so that's the thing is, like, RE3 was never one of my favorite games. It was actually one of my least favorites. So <laughs> I am going through it with expectations that are much lower than they were for RE2. Right. Which were already honestly kind of low because uh, it was not a, a guarantee that they were going to pull that off. Um, but honestly, like RE3, like they, they convinced me with RE2 that they can do this. Um, RE3 has the potential to be really good because honestly, like the gameplay of RE2 Remake isn't that far off from RE3. Like, you have that mm-hmm. guy kind of following you around the entire game. They did that with RE2. They, they pr- proved that they could do that. Um, I'm a little concerned about how often it's going to happen because that guy would get really frustrating in RE2 Remake, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Um, but also, like, even beyond that, um, 
the uh, Project Resistance, I think is what it was called, the multiplayer mm-hmm. stuff, sounds really interesting. And I was actually like, that's kind of what sealed the deal for me going ahead and just pre-ordering it, um, was the fact that they were throwing that in as a part of the package for RE3. Mm, yeah. That makes sense. So, so Resident Evil 2, Durin's Game of the Year 2019? Is that is that what we're going with? Yeah, definitely. Fuck yeah, that's a good pick. I, like For me, it's... um. I actually, fuck, man, I'm looking at this Game of the Year thing uh, from thegameofthewards.com, um, and I'm just looking... I played most of these fucking games. Like, I played Control, didn't, <laughs> didn't like it. Played Death Stranding, fucking hated it. Um, I didn't play RE2 because it's too scary, but I watched it, and that actually seems like a really good game. Um, don't care about Smash Brothers. I, play, I, I got, like, 75%. Wait, Smash Brothers? Smash Brothers wasn't last year. Ultimate it was in their thing. I don't know. It's on their list. Maybe it's a DLC <laughs> thing? I don't know. Um, maybe then Outer Worlds I got 75% through it and I just got over the characters like I actually think I, my low estimation of last year is pretty well earned um, the <laughs> uh, Sekiro Shadows, Shadows of Die Twice which won Game of the Year and the Game Awards I really liked but um, I realized that it was missing the stuff I really love from Dark Souls which is I really like the RPG elements I like stats I like um, mm. changing out wep- like a lot of different kinds of weapons and stuff like the, when Bloodborne went light on that I didn't go I didn't love Bloodborne like taking out blocking and taking out um, what was it uh, poise and a bunch of other stuff like and roll roll speeds and stuff I, like Bloodborne was too light like I like Dark Souls I like fucking having all the stuff like having deep levels of control over my character I like seeing numbers go up um, and Sekiro took that out so yes it was it was hard and that's why I stopped playing ultimately but mm. the reason I didn't stick to it and then grind more and then get over the challenge like I would with a Dark Souls game is because I didn't really have stats and all that kind of stuff. So I just didn't really love that game. Um, so Sekiro was cool. Uh, what else? I played, I played so many of these games. I played Astral Chain. I didn't. But um, what's his face? Uh, Fire Emblem I did. I really liked Fire Emblem. And, but I just kind of like got tired of it because none of the characters in my team really spoke to me. I was with the uh, Golden Deer or whatever the fuck it was. And they were just kind of like, I don't know. None of them were really that interesting to like get to know. So I just kind of like stopped playing. Um, even though you can, and I recruited people from other teams, but that's, just, that's, that's like a whole other thing. So may, people have told me that the characters get better as you play that game longer. And even though they start um, potentially generic, it actually turns out that they do some interesting twists and in all these standard archetypes. But I only got to that first bit where they all seemed like standard archetypes and I bounced off it. So maybe I'll go back one day and, and go deeper and see if the characters do evolve like people tell me they will. Because I know there's a time skip in that game. So maybe the future them is like yeah. different from the past them. Um, Gears 5, I played for like five seconds and then didn't care. Um, <laughs> let's see. Metro Exodus is too scary. Uh, let's see what else is there. Borderlands. Oh, fucking Borderlands, man. The game I played most last year was Borderlands 3. <laughs> yeah, no, I skipped over a lot of games that I played uh, for various reasons. Yeah, I don't... That was not one of them. Yeah, I, d- I, don't, I, I don't want my time back, but um, I don't look back on Borderlands 3 fondly. I really enjoyed my time with it, but I, the way they balanced... The, I have, like, the weird thing is I have no issues, or well, I have many issues with their politics and all, and all that kind of stuff, and Randy Pitchford and all that. I have many issues with that, but the reason I don't like Borderlands 3 is because of how they balanced it. 
And that's like a deeper fundamental thing about the game. Like the way they patched stuff near the, when the game came out, the fact that Moe's was fundamentally broken. Like there was a character that threw infinite grenades and the grenades were enough to wipe out entire screens with like two grenades. So essentially she just walked through the game throwing grenades and she'd be able to wipe out the entire map without taking damage. And the grenades (laughs) healed her by the way. Um, So she was just, just broken tier. So there was like such bad balancing when the game first came out and they patched it in weird ways. So what they do was when the community found someone something broken, they'd nerf it, but they wouldn't rebalance. They would just nerf. And so what ended up happening was like some characters went from overpowered to underpowered and all this, it was just it was just a shit show. Near the new release, that game was a shit show, and that's why I don't like it. However, Durin, uh, this this brings me to uh, and this is Pokemon, obviously, but this brings me to my number one game of the year. I think this is the first and potentially the only ever double header Capcom game of the year winner. My game of the year is Devil May Cry Five. <laughs> So I have played some of that, and I've enjoyed what little I've played of it. Fucking love I need to play that more game. Of it. I, need, I need to play more of it on this computer, because I imagine it looks really good. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, man. And don't, don't sleep on it. DMC looks amazing even today. Um, but yeah, Devil May Cry yeah. 5. Um, so I, when I say DMC, I mean DMC, the Ninja Theory one. But Devil May Cry right. 5, the, the latest one, that game, A, yes, it looked fantastic. I did, I'm pretty sure I played it on PC, and it ran fucking like a dream. But... There is a balls-to-the-wall, balls give-no-fucks action like sensibility to that game that I See, fucking I, love. I need to get to that part. Yeah, yeah, yes. Like, I'm still fairly early on, early on where it's just like, just when like things maybe are starting to get a little bit good, mm. they switch you to another character and things slow the fuck down again. Yeah, like V is like they don't really They don't really like unleash you. Yeah, like especially like because V is so... I'm pretty sure it goes from Neo, Nero to V, right? And like the... The guy with the cane who summons monsters is the second character you play as from memory. I don't I think so. remember. But yeah, you start as Nero and he's like, you're just starting to get into it. You're getting new arms and you can like start bouncing around doing all crazy shit. Um, but then you go to V who's very different and like summons creatures and, and he's like about staying away from the enemy, which is just not Devil May Cry. I actually like that, but I can see why a lot of people didn't. But when you get later in the game and you get to Dante and stuff, it's just like fucking. And then you get transformations. Like you can turn to this devil form and all that kind of stuff. Like it's fucking goes next level, man. The, lo- the last boss fight in that is just like just anime nonsense <laughs> in the best way possible. But yeah, there you go. Like double fucking Capcom. You like RE2. I like DMC5. I'm, I have never seen that before. Uh, actually, Monster Hunter came close to GTY. Monster Hunter, Hunter was. That, well, that was. Was that 2018? That was 2018, yeah. So that yeah, was okay. so they Capcom's be on fucking fire. They've been doing real like as long as you don't look at their fighting games, they've been doing <laughs> really good lately. <laughs> yeah, like the thing they're famous for, terrible. But everything <laughs> else, like holy shit. Um, but that I was do want to say though, as a very close follow up to Resident Evil 2, mm-hmm. uh, I would say for me was uh, Final Fantasy 14 Shadowbringers. Fair. Yeah. That was actually probably the best expansion they've put out so far. Yeah, that's one of those weird things. This expansion says, oh, it's frequently overlooked, but uh, I heard only good about Shadowbringers. But it's like it's an entire game's worth of a game. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and yeah. also, like, looking through this list, fucking Anthem came out in 2019. Oh, my God. I would have loved the hottest mess discussion about fucking Anthem. Oh, maybe, that maybe that's why they got rid of it. It's because they knew it would just be that game. <laughs> <laughs> that game and Death Stranding. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Oh man, and, and apologies to people out there who hate, who like Dex Stranding. It's just not my thing. Okay, okay, it's just not my thing. And right. and, and <laughs> I have not played it, so I'm just going by what other people have said. Mm-hmm. I think I would actually enjoy it as somebody who played a, a fair amount of American Truck Simulator. Exactly. Yeah. If you like Euro Truck Simulator or American Truck Simulator, I bet you'd like that game. Right. To be fair, Alex didn't, but whatever. We'll see. Um, when you inevitably, eventually, maybe get to it. Uh, yes, and that was 2019, Duran. That, that's that was a good year. I actually far look forward to this year more than last year oh and even though i didn't get it until this year uh call of duty modern warfare oh, yeah. was has been surprisingly a good game that i've heard again really good things about i haven't haven't touched it, haven't but... touched the story at all yet okay but the multiplayer <laughs> is like surprisingly good okay that's the opposite of what i i was actually expecting to talk about the story i've heard the story is really good no no like i i have not even loaded up the story at all mm-hmm. um and and I'm coming off of having you know I bought um, Black Black Ops Four in 2018, hmm. and was overall very unimpressed by it. And that was the first uh, Call of Duty I had bought since Modern Warfare Two. Mm-hmm. So it took a lot. Like I, I, it basically it came down to like a friend of mine who I play a lot of Overwatch with. Um, when he wasn't playing Overwatch, he was playing Modern Warfare. Hmm. And so I was like, okay, maybe there's something to this. I'll go check it out. Right now it's on sale for $38. So I go ahead and right. and, and bought it and have not regretted it. It's a very, very good game. And yeah. and I've actually ended up kind of getting into playing a bit uh, with a group that he plays with as well. So I have like a group of people to play it with too. That's cool. Actually, now that you said that, you've reminded me. Um, Duran, is there something you wish you had played in 2019? Is there a regret before we move on? Um, I would say the only thing really that I wish I could have gotten to, and I will eventually when it comes out on Steam, is Control. Oh yeah, sure. I thought multiple times about just buying the PS4 version, but I do not have a Pro, so I have mm-hmm. not done that because the non-Pro version of that game is hot trash on PlayStation. <laughs> I'm so curious what you'll think about that game. I fucking hated it, but I'm curious what you what you think about it. Um, and I do I do plan on checking out Metro Exodus. Um, mm-hmm. It actually just came out on Steam finally today, actually, as of this recording. Mm-hmm. Um, which I will, you know, I'll give them credit. They released it on Steam at $40 instead of 60 and immediately put it on sale. So you huh. can get it right now on Steam for like twenty four fifty. That's pretty cool. That's, that's, it's too scary for me, but yes, that, that's it. That's but actually, like I have access to it through uh, Game Pass. So yeah, I've got, that's what I was going to say. Like we should definitely plug Game Pass because um, not only is Metro Game Pass on is there. fucking great. Final Fantasy 15 just came out on there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood is on there now already. Yeah, dude, Game Pass, man. There's there's currently a beta for that uh, Bleeding Edge game Jeez. on there, which is the Ninja Theory, I believe. Wow. Yeah. They made so that. Like, so cool. And so, yeah, uh, so that was your regret. For me, um, I have two. I have um, Disco Elysium. New begged me to play that game because um, it's his game of the year. Um Okay. And because I've heard huh. it's it's fucking incredible, and yeah, everything... I've, I've played a little bit of it, and I've enjoyed what I played so far. Yeah, it's just it's really interesting. I just I just when I played it, it was too heavy for me at the time. I was like, I own mm. it, I bought it, I I downloaded it, I played 15 minutes, and I'm like, it's just like all the plot and like how thick the writing is. Like the writing's is, good, yeah. but it's heavy. Like it's just like 
there's some there's like layers to everything that's said and so like i I suspect like when i have a lot of time my hands like maybe if i'm between jobs or i have like a couple months off or something like that um yeah no it's it's not it's not a game for just like a breezy gaming session exactly it is not a game where i can just come home and then while dinner's cooking play five minutes of disco elysium (laughs) that's not a thing um so yeah but that is one regret and the other one is life is strange too i didn't get around to that Mm. um so I, I I do want to give that a shot. I've heard it's not as good as the first one, but I don't know. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. Um, I'm curious about it, and I'll probably give them my money once it goes on sale. So uh, that's that's that, Durin. And then finally, the main topic of the week. Um, a little bit here on current events. What are you What are you playing right now? And and what do you think of the recent news? We want, we're not going to go deep on any deep news topics, but just hit what you're playing. And if there's one thing you want to talk about, we'll we'll just quickly breeze over it here. Uh, well, according to my thing here, I've been playing a fair amount of Overwatch. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, I, honestly, like I've I recently I've not been playing a ton of any one thing because mm-hmm. I've been doing that thing of like I have a new computer, I'm going to load up all these different games and just run them for a while and yeah, see how they play. I did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I'm looking at my list here. Like I throw some time into Monster Hunter World, throw some time into Witcher Three. <laughs> I ran the benchmarks on both Rise of the Tomb Raider and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> um, I played a few hours of Jedi Fallen Order because again I loaded it up just to see how it play. Played for three and a half hours. Nice. Um, Good game. Good game. But uh, I, the, the last couple days, I similar thing. Final Fantasy fifteen loaded it up, and mm-hmm. I just turned everything up, turned all the Nvidia tech on, oh, and then just wanted to see how it would run. Because I remember when they released the PC version, it was kind of released as like this graphical showcase, like mm-hmm. it was beyond what anybody's computers really were capable of doing back then. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and also like a showcase for all those different Nvidia techs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it so works. I just turned it all on, ran the game, see how it would run fucking like it, it, it was it was perfect too because like i loaded in the game i'm still like really early like the the um the car was still out of commission that's cool yeah that's, um yeah. so like i left town and went out on on uh the story quest which was like a hunt mm-hmm. and ended up getting in a fight with like two groups of enemies at the same time nice so i'm fighting like 15 fucking enemies and keeping a solid 70 fps the whole time damn that's cool. and it Felt great, and the next thing I know, I've I've put like six and a half hours into it the last couple of days. Dude, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna put this out there. Like when I think that game came out like three years ago or something, two years ago, three years ago, um, yeah. on, on console that year, it was my number two game of the year or number three. It was in the top three, definitely. And like no one else had played it. I I think only one other person had played. It. And that game is fantastic. I, I have such fond memories about Final Fantasy 15. Like it's. It's not my favorite Final Fantasy, but I feel like it's no, it's it's great. It's a great game. It's it. a game that I feel like suffers a little bit by being called a Final Fantasy game. Yes, yes, because it is a fantastic game for what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. But when you throw that Final Fantasy name on there and you compare it to all the other Final Fantasies that are out there, yes, it is. It's not probably what I would consider kind of a subpar Final Fantasy game. Yeah, because it's like the story is like really haphazard and like in some ways. Um, yeah, it. it <laughs> there, I, I've been noticing as I've been playing through it, like the the cuts for like like the different cutscenes and stuff. A lot of it reminds me of uh, a lot of like Korean MMO cutscenes, <laughs> where like it just makes a sudden cut to like some other scene. Yeah, some people, like say a few lines and then just like hard cut back to your yeah, character what again. What the fuck? They just no run out of CGI budget or something. Like, what the hell is happening there? Like it's 
Well, we know they changed the game fundamentally, right? Like it started, like everything, right. the early thing was in that city that only at the end of the, actually, I don't think you even got there, but at the end of the game, you go to a city. I'm not going to tell you which city. Um, right. And so all this starter stuff is in, like, in like a modern day feeling kind of cities kind of stuff, but that's only at the end of the game. But we're supposed to start there. So they, they fundamentally changed that game entirely, like from top oh, to yeah. bottom. And you can feel it. And, it and, just feels bolted yeah, you together. Can, you can, it, it feels it feels very very stitched together. Mm, like when yeah. they literally just cut like cut like whole cloth cut pieces out of the game and then just kind of shoved everything else into its place. Yeah, and it's funny because like in the end though, like the characters are still pretty good. Like I like those three dudes, and they're so yeah. different. Um, Prompto's and, uh, a pain in the ass because you're yeah. kidding, but like otherwise, everyone else is great. Exactly, and I mean, you find out Prompto's backstory is like, oh, it's like he's actually kind of cool guy. Like, in, yeah, in no, like you feel bad for him when you find out his backstory. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, oh, oh yeah, wow, like that. He, <laughs> fuck, man. Yeah, he's like that guy on the team, you know? Like he's like, oh, okay, the guy we like, we don't really like, we like him, but we don't really like, him, but he's great. Like you know, he's 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 a brother, and like you can't you can't tell him to go right. Away. Um, and and like and like to be fair, like I was very excited about this game also when it was coming out. Like I downloaded mm-hmm. the King's Lake movie and like I I refused oh to play God. a minute of the game before watching that. You're right. Yeah, I did the same thing. That fucking movie. <laughs> that fucking movie. <laughs> Speaking of things, I need to pull off my old hard drive. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's Final Fantasy 15. Um, and for me, I've been playing uh, Woken. Um, so Wo- Wolson. I've heard people call it Wolson. Um, and, but I've, I swear Woken sounds better. So I'm just going to call it Woken. Um, You've been playing the latest, not Diablo. Yeah. So Woken Lords of Mayhem, which is possibly the worst title of a game this year. Yeah. It was like, um, <laughs> I'm like, is that, is that like a Lords of the Fallen? Oh my God. By the game? way, Lords of the Fallen also surprisingly good. <laughs> anyway. Well, little um, I played of the first one. Yes. You're yes. right. Actually, it totally yeah. is. I don't know if the second one, I think there is a second. I don't actually know. They made there that is, other, they made second. that robot one, right? They're, they're in a different. They, they, yeah, but they also either, either it's out or it's announced and it hasn't come oh, out yet. But there is I think a second it's announced. One. Yeah. I'm going to play the shit out of that. But yeah. So Vulcan is a, it's a mix of Diablo three and Path of Exile in a game. Um, in one game. It's uh, with a, aesthetic a visual aesthetic that's very reminiscent of warhammer um so it's kind of like all the uh, nerdy shit wrapped into one game to the point where the uh character i'm currently playing as it's a it's a, you can customize your character there's no classes or anything like that so you can customize it from ground up right the character i'm playing at is essentially uh using kratos from god of war's blades of chaos and uh, all the way down to the attack pattern where it goes like around, around, and then slams from overhead. Like it is a copy paste <laughs> of, of, of the Blades of Chaos. That mixed with um, the Diablo 3 wizard beam attack. That's just like what a destruction or what it's called, a di- disintegration ray or whatever it's called. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's that. So just those two things. He just swaps between those two things. And it's, it's just like that level of this game is just all the other games in it. Um, but the, the funny thing is, like, even though it's like it feels like a fan game almost, like it's someone's like, someone was like, oh, I want to make a Diablo game, but no one's going to play this, so I can just do whatever I want with it, so I have infinite freedom. Um, they feel like a fan game, but they actually put some love and craft and time into it to the fact that this is like probably the best looking um, ARPG out there at the moment. 
like it looks fantastic like it's like the amount of different kinds of monsters the animations the spell effects like it looks great except for the cutscenes, which look like little toy figurines moving around for some reason like that <laughs> <laughs> their animation in the cutscenes is worse than their animation in the fucking game. I don't know why. Like him running around the game looks fantastic. Looks like a person running. Him running around in like the cutscenes looks like they took like stop motion figures and like slowly animated them with the same degree of like facial articulation as a stop motion figure. Like barely any. Um, it is. It looks humorous it looks like little toys moving around in a battlefield i don't know how they fucked that up but um Weird. aside from the cutscenes, uh some of which are guild wars 2-esque so those look fine but the ones that are in the engine look terrible um the cutscenes are bad but the voice acting is very good surprisingly good um the plot is serviceable it's not great but it's not bad it's it's probably better Diablo 3, but that's not much of praise because Diablo 3's plot's kind of garbage. Um, so if you like Diablo 3's plot, like there's enough plot here. There is enough plot here for you to keep, enga- keep engaged for the plot if you're interested in that kind of thing in an ARPG. Um, but the main thing is they got the loot right. They had, they, they've nailed the loot. This There's stats. There's fucking DPS numbers. There's fucking everything you want percentages down to one de- well, down to one decimal place i think some stuff goes down to three decimal places um Jesus. the it is like a it is it is diablo 3 but like mixed with possible results and, and the rate and what i what that means is um there's no th- classes so um your main attack is determined by the weapon you have equipped but that's it's not like guild wars 2 where that predetermines a lot of them it's just your basic attack that changes um then some skills require a weapon and that's pretty much where it ends. So if, as you, for you, like you can um, have as many skills as you want on your bar, uh, so up to the, the bar limit, which is like five skills or six skills or something. And those are totally customizable. You can put anything you want there. Um, if you have the right weapon, you can use some skills. Some skills are any melee weapon, any range weapon, that kind of stuff, and really general. But from there forward, you're essentially building your character. Um, so you can pick whatever skills, which is why I'm both melee and with a beam ray attack, because you can play a caster with the with some martial stuff and that all is cool um so there's about 40 or 50 skills like four i think it's 40 skills in the game and that doesn't sound like much um if you think of like a diablo 3 skill trees or whatever but there's 40 skills and each skill has 16 customizations to it so okay yeah, so each skill can then okay. This is a there's a single beam that if you get high enough level in the skill because each skill levels, um, when you get high enough level in the skill, you can add a second beam to it. Or this is a AOE, and then when you get high enough level, it'll just, it'll follow you when you move instead of being casted in the spot. Like it becomes an aura and stuff like that. So it's like all the skills kind of change out that way. Damage types change and all that kind of stuff, which is kind of cool. So you can have like a physical attack that does ice damage and all kind of stuff. So it's, it's really interesting. Um, it's preset, so you can't like like just edit skills or anything but the skills have like lots of variants to them and that's how they give you a lot of the um the build diversity in it and then finally you have the real thing that looks like path of exile which is the passive skill tree um have you do you remember the final fantasy den skill grid or the the sphere grid the sphere grid yeah yeah this is just the sphere grid but um think of it like as as like three over, overlapping circles or so three um circles a small one a medium sized one a large one so on top of one another so the small one on top so it's like 
so yeah, so you start in the little circle, and then you get high enough, you you can go into the the second circle, and when you get high enough, you go into the third circle. Now, um, each circle is split up into things that are similar to mages, sim- things that are similar to attackers, melee attackers, and things that are similar to rogues. You don't, you're not constrained. You can go anywhere, like a sphere grid, um, but there's kind of like predetermined kind of this is the area of the grid of the circle that you'll find stuff for physical attackers um but the interesting thing is once you're spreading out from there because it's three overlapping circles the middle circle is 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 one and then at its edges where it connects to the next higher circle you can spin the outer circle to align whatever you want next after the thing you're currently working on so if you're working on physical attacker, you can spin the other circle so that rogue is the next thing you move into. And you, know, and you, you can also go across. And then the final circle is split into a lot, so like even more specialization. So you can essentially have a start off as a melee attacker, branch out into rogue, branch out into mage, but also go sideways and go across and all that kind of stuff. It's like infinite. It's such an interesting thing. And, and you have huh. to see it for, to really get yeah. the handle of it. Um, but it's not actually complicated because in the end it's just a sphere grid except you can move parts of the sphere grid to align stuff how you want it which is kind of like the cool right. customization part um, hmm. it's fantastic I I have played 16 hours in 3 days and <laughs> like I, the first day I played it I was like this is kind of okay I guess because I was just playing a pure mage um, I didn't even get into the resource stuff I don't have time to get into the resource stuff but essentially it, the game encourages you to mix and match between being a mage and being in it, a melee or, or ranged person so using weapons and being a mage if you just try to do one it, it gets kind of boring um, but yeah so I start off as a mage and the one thing I'll say is that Walken has server issues like every launch game ever but that's definitely a problem in this characters even though if you they're most games have a server version and a home client version. And how they deal with uh, cheating is that the server version is used as the master and the home client version is uh, updated to server uh, depending on it. It checks it first to see if it's being corrupted or like fucked with and then, then they do whatever, like check it, like cross-pollination between the two. How Walken solved it, it's an indie studio. They didn't do it the best way possible. Essentially, this, they drew a line in the sand. Offline characters are offline characters, and online characters are online characters, and never the twain shall meet, is how they've done it. Hmm. Now, so the first day, I played six hours on an online character. Then when the servers went down, I could not play that character. I had to start a new character in offline mode and then play that one. So that is my one thing I'll say about Walken. That pissed me off. I lost six, like... Yeah, six hours of progress or whatever. But let me try out a new build or whatever. But um, yeah, it's very indie, but it's fantastic. Like it's only 50, it's it's like thirty bucks or something. It is f- so good. I, I I would I'm recommending it to everybody. I really like that game. Um, anyway, so that's what I've been playing. Yeah. So my my thing with that is like for, for me personally, I have a hard time. I've 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 tried here and there, and I just I personally have a hard time getting into other ARPGs because. Mm. Even with its with with its flaws, it does have because you know Diablo three is definitely not perfect. Yeah, um, I still feel like it is the most fun ARPG. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd still say it's Diablo three is it's like smoother than this. Like it's there's that Blizzard polish to it that nothing. Else That's what I think do. a lot of it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I played you know I played Torchlight. I've played uh, Path of Exile. I played you know fucking Titan Quest even back in the day. Yeah. Um, and I just nothing has really felt like and even not, not just Diablo three like nothing has felt like Diablo felt yeah. as good as Diablo. 
Yeah, and this is like, no nothing felt better than Diablo two until Diablo three came out. Exactly, and, and like Diablo three now is fantastic. Like Diablo three at launch was was kind of iffy, but like right it now it was rough. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's probably the, well, everyone knows Diablo three is going to be the thing. Other things are going to compared to even Diablo four because they're going in a different direction with Diablo four. Um, so people are just going to be comparing Diablo three. Well, I reckon, I reckon, like it doesn't feel that different. Oh, uh, they're going, they're going. Back to Gothic, aren't they? Aren't they changing things all the way back? I mean, up? sure, they're changing the aesthetic, but gameplay wise, it it sure oh, looks yeah. a lot like Diablo three. If I was them, I'd just yeah, keep it like Diablo three. Like just keep that game. Maybe touch up. Well, the hell, there was talks that they were they were trying out a fucking behind the shoulder Diablo. Yeah, exactly. They, for they really wanted to change stuff up, so we'll see. Yeah, that. hopefully it's all. But, but I, I and don't get me wrong, like I like what I'm seeing of Diablo four. Honestly, like I like yeah. the more Gothic style. I've always mm. preferred that over the style they went with for three. Mm. Um, I I love that they fucking are bringing back the druid. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> so like I'm I'm super about that game. But as, at the same as time, as long as it kind of feels like it could just be a like uh aesthetic change and expansion pack for three. Yeah, for and what they showed so far. I mean, that is how what I would do if I was them. Like it's because three is so like they got it to a good place. That is an excellently designed game. I love how almost everything works. Like. Even down to the the, the itemization and the um, way uniques work and sets work and all that kind of stuff like that's all so well done. Um, and Walken well, doesn't like the, the the seasons they do and everything are great. Yeah, like Walken like doesn't it, approach it, that. Seasons and, continue to bring me back. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. And so that's what I've been up to. Yeah. And finally, before we move on to the last thing of the week, uh, Duran, do you want to? Is there any news topics you want to talk about? For example, Warcraft. Um. So I guess one thing I want I, I do want to mention we ha- we we don't really have we ha- we haven't really talked about it uh, mm-hmm. much um, but we've not done a podcast in so long it's relevant in that regard mm-hmm. uh, the, the Tim Tim is a thing Tim Tim yeah yeah what? have I not talked to you about Tim Tim no <laughs> oh my god okay <laughs> Tim Tim. What is, is Tim Tim? Oh, it is the Pokemon, Pokemon thing. Game. Oh, the Pokemon thing. Yeah, okay. I've only read it. I've never heard someone so say it out loud. <laughs> I played. Oh, okay, so I played in the uh, the the beta. Is it and, uh, like? Is it free? It was or fucking it, rough. Is it no, 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 it's like thirty bucks. Um, but I, I so I played it in the beta or stress tester, I guess it was. Um. And it was fucking rough. Because right. so what it is is like it's like a Pokemon MMO. Mm-hmm. Like it isn't always online. Like you, unlike unlike actual Pokemon, you actually see the other players running around in the game world all the time. Wait, it's an MMO? I thought it'd be. I thought it was just going to be like a Pokemon game, like just a no, like a, no, no. Oh wow! Like you can play, like you can play through the entire story co-op with a friend. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but also, it's difficult. Like, okay. it's not the, like, easy combat that Pokemon is. So one of the I biggest changes they made is for the moves. Um, they got rid of PP, and instead, uh, your Poke- or your Tim Tim have stamina. Right. And each move requires X amount of stamina. You 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 regenerate stamina between turns. So you, basically, it, it makes it so that when you're in combat, you can't just, like, spam your strongest moves until you run out of PP. Um, your stronger moves will obviously use more stamina, if you use if 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 you don't have enough stamina to use a move, it will still allow you to use that move, hmm. but then you will actually cut into your health instead. Oh wow! Okay, interesting. Um, and it doesn't have that it doesn't have that combat field of like 
I'm super effective against that thing, so I'm just going to one-shot it. Yeah. It's just this, like one-shot battles back and forth. Yeah. It, it doesn't have that feel at all. Right. Yeah, it's, it's not pure um, scissors, paper, rock like Pokemon is. I mean, it, it is, but not in terms of like the power. Okay. Like it has it has those weaknesses and and um, uh, resistances and all that. Mm. It's just not like oh that thing is weak to me and we're around the same level, therefore I one shot it. Okay. It's all more right. like that thing is weak to me and we're around the same level, so I might do like close to half of its health, maybe. Hmm. And that's fucking cool. Like I I've so my experience of Temtem was like uh. It came out of feel. It felt like it came out of nowhere, even though it's been around for like months now. So it was um, kickstarted years ago. Yeah, and so like like 2017, I think it was like end of last year or maybe start of this year. Suddenly, every YouTuber was talking about it, and I don't remember why. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people were very disappointed in Pokemon. Pokemon yeah, <laughs> and then this thing suddenly came around. Yeah, and then they I've seen videos of it, and it looks fucking sharp, man. Like at least. It, the animations on it are very fucking good. Yeah. Like it is, it, it, so it, even when it lost, it had it had some major server problems, like mm. major fucking server problems. Mm-hmm. Um, it has since obviously gotten much better now. But aside from the networking issues, like the game itself has been very polished. It's an early access, so like not even all the Tim Tims are in the game. Mm. Yeah. Um. So like, if you're wanting a full experience, maybe hold it's not. Yeah. I think there's only three badges or whatever, gems or whatever. They- Something like that, yeah. Like, yeah. like I said, like not even a game. Yeah. Um. So there are definitely things that are missing for sure. You'll mm-hmm. run into like buildings that just say "work in progress." Mm-hmm. Um. It is very much an early access game. Yeah. But like, what is there is is a lot of fun to play mm-hmm. if you are into Pokemon games. That's cool. Um. I think one of the things I like about it is the fact that it's not just like stupid simple. Hmm. Um. You uh. You have to be kind of careful with uh fights because like again like you will take also take a lot of damage it's not just enemies don't just roll over like they do in pokemon um most of your experience comes through trainer battles so there are a lot of trainer battles in the game okay um you can grind but you don't get a lot of experience for it that's cool uh it also does not have experience share Uh, so it has old school (laughs) grinding of like bring out the pokemon that you want to level up right at least for a turn or whatever Mm -hmm. um but on the other hand if you bring out your level five Tim Tim against their level twelve Tim Tim and they hit you, you're still probably not going to get one shotted. That's okay. That's interesting. It's a really interesting kind of dynamic. Yeah, it's it's mm. it's pretty cool. Like from what I played played a bit, it's it's pretty neat. And they've done enough. So you have an Estus flask. Um, interesting. <laughs> you have That's so you have like weird. potions and stuff, but like you have to be careful with your your, your spending because you if you just buy potions and blow them, mm-hmm. you'll run out of money. Mm. Um, but you'll also have a, basically like an Estus flask equivalent kind of thing, where it's this flask that has it only has one charge, um, and you refill it when you go back to a uh, um, uh, what are they calling it? Like their version of a Pokemon Center, um. Temposium, I think it is. Anyway, um, but basically what it is, it is a like heal all for all of your Temtem. So like you can take all of your Temtem, yeah. yes, it will all be yeah. very injured, and it just heals them all up to full. Yeah, that makes sense. But you that's get cool. one charge of that, and you have to go back to town to refill it again. That's cool. I, I mean, I, um, I, and I bet there'll be more. I, I bet they'll do it like like Estus, where you get more charges as the game progresses or whatever. I believe they had said that at one point, that yeah, like later on you could add, maybe add charges to it. Mm, that'd be cool. 
I like it. So yeah, I mean, for for thirty bucks, it's if you're interested in Pokemon games and maybe Pokemon wasn't what you were looking for, it's worth checking out at least because mm-hmm. it's a fair. I mean, it really, it's a fair, fairly low barrier for entry for one of those. Right. And in terms of other news topics, um, I, I I'm also on board with Temtem. I haven't bought it yet, but I'm I'm definitely going to keep an eye on it because I like when I heard three gym badges or whatever, I was like, okay, I'll wait till the at least the the Pokemon are in there or the, the Temtem are in there. And um, the, the the game is like getting close to done, and not, not, then I'll probably buy it. Um, but yes, uh, in terms of other things, well, I will say they I will say they should have plenty of support because they have plenty of money to continue um, development because that game was top selling on Steam for Dude, over yeah, a month. Up. It blew up like holy shit! I was yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, very well. <laughs> so um, other news was the Warcraft three thing, but the the good thing about that is it kind of. Um, it's gotten to the point where they are just offering everybody refunds, so I guess it's yeah, just of, like like automated refunds. They they yeah, it's, they know that's a cluster. That that was a cluster. I don't, but it, we don't need to say more than that. They're offering refunds now, so like there you go. It's I mean, dead. the only thing I'll say is like don't don't go buy it. Yeah, don't buy it. It, it. it was not what they promised it to be. Don't go buy it. Yeah, I also, usually say if you if you if you already owned uh, Warcraft three, uh, maybe don't play it for a little while because they broke it with that game. Yep. All like the old, all the good old maps and stuff, like custom maps and stuff. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's that was a clusterfuck. Um, aside from that, the anything that's that's pretty much like the big news like that that I can really think of recently. I have a lot of stuff here that we do want to go into though. Um, specifically, uh, the rest of this podcast is going to be us talking about twenty twenty. Let's see, we've been going for about an hour, so we're doing okay. So I want to be maybe like half an hour ish um 40 minutes but during do you want to take a break or do you want to keep rolling straight into it yeah let's go do a quick break before we move on to the next all right we will see you after this with 2020 and our predictions therein are back duran is still here with me what time is it over there by the way uh it's 11 o'clock p.m we're doing okay <laughs> not too bad yeah we're doing all right um especially before like a totally like not planned out episode you're keeping it maybe. yeah um so this is the part that could blow out hopefully not hopefully not we it, who knows it's fucking us too we'll see duran it's 2020 yo um there's some news topics that are very relevant to um, the PS5 stuff, etc., that I didn't bring up during news that will probably come up here, but not deeply, because we're, we're more going to be speculating more than anything else. Um, I was thinking there's a couple ways we could approach this, uh, but what I, what I was thinking is maybe we'd go, we'd start off with like just games the games of 2020 that would be interesting to talk about that what, and what, I, what we think about it. And what we look forward to, um, then we'll go to platforms, uh, just overarching predictions about Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, and I guess Stadia, and I guess PC, and then finally, just like any uh, hopes and dreams. How about that? Does that feel cool? 
Sure. All right. I'm going to link you to a gamesradar.com um, page, which just goes the biggest game, the big games, upcoming games of 2020. We don't have to go through all of them, um, but it's got all the main ones on here. So I was like, oh, yeah, this is a good starting spot. Um, if for people at home, it is just, yeah, Games Radar. If you just Google it, Games Radar, up, best upcoming games of 2020 and beyond. Um, that's the oh my article. God, I hate this website so much. Yeah, it's garbage. Um, it's it's they, by they Heather. They put their bullshit up to force me to whitelist them from yep. fucking ad block. Yep. <laughs> to be fair, I'm on it, and their 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 ads aren't too bad. Um, Heather Heatherwald and Sam Loveridge put this list together. I'm not going to read any of their words. I'm just going to look at their list. Um, so let's just go down it and see what we think come come into mind and if if you're looking forward to it if you're hot and colder and if you want to skip so that, that's those are the the three things so durin uh ori and the will of the whips skip or do you want to talk about it uh for me it would probably be a skip just because i i never even played the first one yeah i i feel like people at home are just like suddenly outraged <laughs> It looks interesting, just like the first one looked interesting, but yeah. I never got around to playing the first one. Yeah. I'm I, I, the thing I'll say about it is I'm curious how much it's how much it's going to change now that there is combat. Yeah, I was going to say that um, the first one was a platformer. I hated it. Uh, I just didn't like the way it controlled for whatever reason, and it was too hard for me. Um, I'm yeah, I know, suck it up, pussy, but whatever. I don't care. I liked it. I sorry, I didn't like it. It was too hard. Um, and then this one actually seems like a Metroidvania. So now I'm kind of might actually be on board, like fully on board with this one. So it could be interesting. Um, but no real big thoughts of it. I'm not going to guarantee I'm buying. I'm not pre-ordering any of that. But it's I'm keeping an eye on it. Um, Animal Crossing: New Horizons. These are the big. This is actually 2020 looks like a good year, man. And I I don't know if you're an Animal Crossing person, but a lot of people are, and they say. I have, there is a time in my life where I I was. Mm-hmm. I probably will get this because the family will want to play it. Great. But it's going to, so <laughs> really it's going to be weird though, because, well, it's going to be weird though, because like, so my kids ha- uh, got uh, Switch lights for Christmas. Right. Um, And... The way that stuff is handled in terms of like their accounts and stuff is basically it's forced like everything we buy for Switch now has to be physical. Oh, okay. All right. That's um, because there is no easy way to just share access to the games I buy with mm. their Switches. Right. Okay. Um, but on top of that, New Horizons is going to be weird because like part of the fun I feel like of of playing that game especially like with regards to like having other people around that also play it is you have this like shared neighborhood, shared town or whatever. And that's not going to exist having multiple consoles. Mm. So we'll all just kind of have our own little single player islands except maybe me and my wife if we're if we both play it we'll be using the main switch so i don't know it's gonna be a weird thing we'll probably <laughs> end up with it at some point i don't know if we'll have it at launch or later but do you think they're going to change up the formula of animal crossing like uh it's still gonna be like daily like time they kind stuff. of are a little bit like mm-hmm. you can like you draw your own roads and stuff now mm-hmm. um you can like pole vault over rivers mm-hmm. um I mean, it's Animal Crossing. You can't expect a whole lot of change. It's going to be Animal Crossing. You're going to be doing chores for your neighbors to get cool shit to put in your house mm-hmm. to get further into debt with Tom Nook. Like, it's going to be that game. 
cool. All right, I'm gonna I'm bringing in something now that we finally that we, that we talked about this game for a hot second. Height meter. We're doing the height meter, Durin. This is a meter where you have to give your hype rating out of ten. How hyped are you for Animal Crossing New Horizon? I mean, how would you describe a one, a five, and a ten? Okay, a Just one. So I have an idea. Okay, a one is this game could come and go, and I wouldn't even. I'd be like, it came out? Question mark. That's one, right? Number a five is like, oh yeah, I'm keeping an eye on it. I heard about the game. People I know are interested in it, but I'm not really interested. But I could be swayed. That's that's a five. A eight is like, hot damn, I've, I'm so ready for this game. I can't wait for it to come out. And a 10 is, I pre-ordered it a year ago, and I'm just counting the days. <laughs> okay. So I guess then with that scale, uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons for me would probably probably be like a 6. Okay, yeah. I was getting that feeling for me for, from that. <laughs> it yeah. felt like a 6. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's like you know, a lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people are really excited I have enjoyed Animal Crossing in the past. I will most likely buy it. I will most likely play it. I can't say for how long. Right. Yeah. And it sounds like a, a hype for Ori is like a five, four kind of that kind of range. More, more, not maybe even lower. Um, for me, for Ori, it's probably like a three. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Fair. Again, because um, like I didn't even play the first one, so like I that game will come and go, and I won't even know it came out. Probably. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, I'm. I'm. If it's if it's a Metroidvania, it, I, it can it can increase my hype meter. But currently, I'm sitting at a five. Um. Oh, talk about hype though. Do- Doom Eternal is next on this list. Uh, March 20, 2020. Are you interested in this game? What's your hype meter? Uh, I, I... So this is going to sound worse than it is, <laughs> but I'm going to say a six. Okay, cool. I'm going to say a six like some, too. Somewhere, somewhere around a six. Yeah. And the biggest reason why I say that is because I still haven't beat Doom 2016. I, I'm in the exact same boat. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I had beat Doom 2016, this would probably be, probably be like an eight at yeah. least. Okay. Yeah. I feel like, you know what? Okay. This has bumped up to a seven <laughs> only because I have this new computer oh, and Doom Eternal point. is RTX enabled. Oh, dude, that could look so, so good. So it's like a seven now. Okay, yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, if this is like March is a bit too early for new graphics cards, so maybe I won't have one by then. But like, yes, as a graphical showcase, I still boot up Doom as like a benchmark. Um, it just looks so fucking good. Huh, but yeah, you're right. Like, I didn't finish Doom one. Um, I might buy this game just as a show of solidarity for um. A studio that seems to like its audience, like actually like its customers. Um, so, like, I tend to do like same with like Woken, like studio, I not publisher. Yeah, let's be, let's be it's absolutely sure clear. clear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck about Bethesda in twenty twenty, but um, yeah. So these guys actually seem like they give a fuck. They seem like they care. Um, I hate platforming. I don't like that they put that in that game. It sounds stupid to me, even though people seem to like it. Um, so. Yeah, I, I'm 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 in a six two. Uh, any anything else to say about Doom? Are are you uh, just that I have no good excuse for why I haven't finished the other Doom because it is a lot of fun to play. I just haven't gotten back to it again. Nice. Uh, next on the list is a solid ten on the hype rater for Cynic. I've already pre-ordered this motherfucker. It's it's this is ready. I'm ready. It is Persona Five Royal. Duran, do you know what this is? <laughs> 
No, actually, I scrolled down and I was like, wait, they're putting out a golden version of Persona 5? Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's a golden version of Persona 5. They've added, they're adding a new character, like a new like a companion or whatever. There's probably going to be new NPCs. There's uh, probably going to uh, be more you mean time. a new social link? Uh, yes, a new social link. Um, there, there might be multiple new social links if, if the other ones could go back. Um, yeah, exactly. But the, there's probably going to add more time. Um, so, and this 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 new character is going to be in your party as well. Like I, one of the there's probably maybe even a new dungeon for her. Um, and that's just so cool. But the, but also if they if there's if Persona Four Golden, the best game ever made, is anything to go by. Um, the this would have probably add like a bunch of new features as well. Like um, like Persona Five was pretty feature rich. And so I'm curious what they do to keep adding to the, what they've already done with um, fusing personas, making skill cards, all the kind of stuff, customization, all the kind of stuff. I'm very curious what they go forward from here. But um, this is just an excuse to play Persona again for me uh, because Persona 5 Scramble is coming out later this year, which we'll get to later. Um, which is canon, by the way. Fuck. Yes, I didn't know that till like last week. You weren't week. gonna buy it until you heard that. <laughs> yep, I had like zero interest in it because it's a fucking Musou game or a Dynasty Warriors game, and then it turns out the fucking plot is canon. Like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> Wait, oh. it's a Musou game? Yeah, it's like, it's it's Persona X oh, Dynasty okay. Warriors. I thought with the name, I thought it was a puzzle game. Oh yeah, I'm not seeing anything see, about that game. I could see why you would think that. <laughs> With that name, but, uh, uh, no, yeah, it's it's uh, it seems to, be, but it's like kind of a mix. It's like a, I thought it was gonna be like a fucking Persona Match Three or oh something. Oh my god! But I've heard those. I've heard those like um, Muso like cross franchise ones are they, pretty good. Yeah, no, they've actually been solid. Yeah, so I'm very curious. I've never played a Muso arguably game before. better than their like main games. I don't think it's arguable. Like, I'm pretty sure the they're Dynasty definitely better than Diamond Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've never played a Muso game, so I'm excited. Uh, but that is not what we're going to talk about yet. We're talking about Persona 5 Royal. It is coming out on March 31st, 2020, and I've already pre-ordered. So 10. 10 on my hype meter. Durin, what is your hype meter for Persona 5 Royal? <laughs> I assume it's like a 4 or something. <laughs> I maybe haven't finished Persona 5. <laughs> you know what? It's a long game. I could give you that. I'll give you that. That's fine. I maybe haven't played more than like 4 or 5 hours of Persona 5. <laughs> <laughs> like I finished the first major dungeon and that's okay. it. All right, all right. You see, I enjoyed it, but yeah, it's just something sure. I fell hard off of and just sure. never went back to. Uh, yeah, it's sometimes one of those things. I should. Like, I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, so here's the thing: is like I here's the thing: is like I should, mm. and like this would be the perfect perfect reason to do so. Yes, but also like I'm not paying another sixty dollars for a game I already own. Fair. Yeah, that's also very fair. Uh, I don't so know if it was full price. it's probably not going to happen. I don't remember if it was full price or not. I just remember buying it, but um, I mean, if it's if it's more than like thirty, I'm not gonna buy it. Yeah, buy it it's gonna be like, it's gonna be more than sixty. Actually, be. I already paid more than sixty for the for Persona Five because I bought the Steelbook version. Nice, that's cool. Atlas get theirs. Atlas gets theirs. Slash Sega, I guess, because I that was now. Um, all right, moving on. Okay, this one's an interesting one. Uh, this list, yeah, again, GameRadar.com, upcoming games 2020. Um, Half Life Alex, supposedly March 2020. I didn't realize that. Um, they just recently gave it a date. Jeez, what are, what are your thoughts on this? I have no idea what to think about this one. Um, I'm, I mean, I've never been like huge on Half Life. I've never mm. finished a Half Life game. Mm. I, I think we're seeing a trend here. Uh, I don't finish a lot, um, but <laughs> if I had the extra money to buy a decent VR set. Mm-hmm. I would be super interested in this because similar to Blizzard games, Valve games tend to like there's a level of like polish and like yeah 
tech to them that there isn't in other games and i and i would be super interested in seeing that in vr like seeing a proper high production vr game mm. um but <laughs> i in no way this entire year will be able to justify yeah the cost of a good vr headset uh off, after off buying the, this computer exactly um <laughs> to be able to try this out so I'm interested to hear what other people think about it. And honestly, like, I'm just glad to see Valve back making games again. Yeah. I'm, I'm, to you. I'm kind of sitting here in the uh, wait and see. Because I, I could afford a headset. I don't want to buy one. Like, I actively don't want one. I don't so, need one. So the thing is, like, like te- technically, I could probably find a way to get one. Because, like, this works on, like, every headset. So, like, you could get yeah. one of those Windows Mixed Reality headsets. And it'll work okay. just fine on that, too. Sure. Um. And one of those was actually on sale pretty cheap recently. But, like, I feel like for me, if I'm going to get a VR headset for the PC, I'm going to get a proper one. Same. And the Valve Index is $1,000. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's too much. And like the- that's that's the one I would get because it's it's the best one and it's it's the newest one, which I feel like with VR, mm-hmm. the last thing you want to do is buy the old tech. Yeah. Um, but that's just too much right now. Like if, if for example, because there's going to be new Oculuses this year, probably if I if, if my gut probably yeah. Right. So I, I bet like the new uh, headsets from everybody, if they get like a good six hundred dollar, um, maybe even four hundred dollar, like solid entry model, um, I would probably consider that pretty strongly. But I don't. But that's actually not like the price for me isn't the problem. Like I, I don't. Like that's I'm in the position in my life that I don't really care. I don't have family, I'm single, blah 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 blah. Um the for me it's just I don't want more shit, you know? I don't need a <laughs> thing in my my room. I don't want to fucking plug things in and fucking route cables or whatever. Like even if it was like all wireless, I don't want it fucking decharging shit. Like I just I'm done. I'm so over it. They have to sell me on this thing having to be like some fucking groundbreaking experience like and and to be fair this is finally the half-life this is what everyone was waiting for really when it comes to vr they were waiting for the killer app for vr and maybe for vr sure yeah yeah maybe this will be it i have my strong doubts because this is not half-life 3 i feel it's like very in like in dick like it's important that they only they called it half-life alex like this, well, I I think it's it, it would be a horrible mistake for them to have oh, yeah. released Half Life Three, yeah, as a VR only game. Yeah, exactly. Like that. That's like if anything, they they should go if they want to like double down. They can Resident Evil Seven it and have it be both, right? But the but this is not that. This is not Resident Evil Seven. This is a pure VR game, um, and it seems like a side quest. And I don't care about side quests. I don't even care that much about Half Life. I definitely it's basically like it's it's a it's a filler story to like tell you what was going on between half-life one and two exactly and i just don't know if that's engaging enough like i I bet a lot of fans will like it and then the i maybe the overlap between a number of fans and number of people willing to buy headsets such owning a headset is large but i doubt it like i feel like this is gonna be a game that a lot of people a couple of people will make a lot of noise over and everyone else is gonna be like all right have fun over there um cool cool story Maybe if you have a friend who owns a VR headset, you can bug them to buy it, and that's pretty much it. That's 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 the story with this game. So for me, it's more like an impact thing. Um, this game could be big if everyone had access to it, but no one does. And that's well, and and, and to me, like it's, it's an impact thing, but like for a different reason. Mm. Um, I'm excited this is being made because um, there was an interview, or I think it was it might have been during the AMA they did, but basically, like because of this game. 
um, interest and excitement for Half-Life has come back to Valve. Like people are excited about the Half-Life universe again. That's cool. And the way Valve has always worked is like games don't happen unless there's somebody there to kind of champion it and, and, mm. and want to make it. And so like hopefully this means that maybe we will get a new Half-Life game or maybe right. maybe they'll go back and like, you know, now they've done this, like maybe, you know, let's see what we can do with Portal or, you know, oh, get, get some some like creative juices flowing again at Valve for a change. That would be great. That'd be great. I like Portal a whole lot. That's that, that's yes. Maybe make the Portal Portal Half Life uh, crossover that everyone has been waiting for mm-hmm. for it to happen. Make it the make the vomit simulator that everyone thought you'd make, i.e., Portal for VR. Um, <laughs> we're not we're not there yet. <laughs> Tech isn't there yet. <laughs> just just the floor puking their guts out. The game. Um, anyway, with that hype meter for Half Life, Alex, it sounds like we're both around a five, maybe a four. I don't know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's, it's. I'm keeping an eye on it. I don't expect it to change anything. It could be fun. I don't know. Resident Evil Three Remake is the next on the list. Durin, what's your high meter for Resident Evil Three? Um. Well, I can't say a ten because it wasn't available for pre-order a year ago. <laughs> but as somebody who doesn't pre-order games, I did pre-order this one. Nice. So I'll say like a nine. Damn, cool. So, what is so you said earlier that you Resident Evil Three wasn't your favorite. What are you hoping from this one? Well, so like Re- Resident Evil Three wasn't my favorite. Uh, it was one I only played through like once, and I don't know that I ever actually finished it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be fair, like a lot of that was because like when I was younger and that was a newer game, I had a really hard time playing through scary games. Like okay. Resident Evil Two, the first time I ever played through it, I played through the arranged mode that gave you infinite ammo machine guns and, and rocket launchers and shit. Mm-hmm. Like that was how that, that was my courage was infinite <laughs> ammo yeah. to get through that game. <laughs> um, cool. But from what I do remember playing Resident Evil 3, like it had some interesting ideas. Um, some of that stuff they're not carrying over to this version, like the, the choice stuff that you had to do in three. Mm. Um, but honestly, what I'm looking for out of Resident Evil 3 is a game that plays as good as resident evil 2 <laughs> which is almost certain because yeah. resident evil 2 plays really good right yeah and and similar to <clears throat> resident evil um 2 original and 3 original um there was a fairly quick turnaround here because this uses a lot of the same stuff um it it, it literally uses uh, some of the same environments um it actually i think uses some of the same characters hmm. uh the uh nemesis in resident evil 3 code wise is gonna basically be the same as what mr x was in 2 they right. can literally just kind of carry that code over to to 3 hmm. um obviously the engine like all of that is still there so it's a fairly quick turnaround on this and and with that, a lot of Resident Evil 2 is going to come into this game, and that's what I'm excited about. It's just like I just want to keep playing those games because two played so fucking well. Yeah, that team is on fire. Like they they just are in it. They're so the thing I'm worried about though is like there's rumors starting to circulate about Resident Evil 8, and uh-huh. one of the big ones is that they're going to keep it in first person. Okay. Oh yeah. After seven, like it's literally it's going to be like the same main character from seven. Oh, okay. I didn't like the story. And it's going to be first much. person and all of that. So, like, that has me concerned because, like, they've proven now with, like, it felt like Resident Evil 7 was the thing they needed to do to, like, make a big change to Resident Evil after 6. Yeah. Um, And it was it was really good for what they did. 
um, and it was it was a smart decision to, to change it to first person to like find a new way to to make a survival horror game. Mm-hmm. Um, but then two remake proved that you can do over the shoulder and still have a very good survival horror. So I don't understand then why they feel the need to go back to a first person view for eight when like two two remake just plays better, honestly. I mean, with the fan reactions to two, like it, it won it won Game of the Year awards. A remake won Game of the Year awards. Like it's fucking right. huge. I mean, so like I'm I would be shocked if they don't at least. Consider the only it. thing I can think of is that that because of just how development works, like maybe they were already the too, too far, far on eight yeah. at this point. The too far, yeah. Um, after seven. Like that's the only thing I could think of, mm. um, because it makes no sense why you would go back to first person yeah. after what they've the, proven the, to. The speed of how often they because there's definitely multiple teams because the the RE seven guys couldn't oh, stand yeah. around. So the it's maybe the speed like maybe RE eight might be first person and people did like RE seven quite a lot. Um, it could oh, RE seven is a great game. Yeah, so it could be like RE nine then comes back around and with with this team moving on to that maybe or maybe they'll move on to oh, RE four. Who knows. Who knows, man? It'd be this, it's this weird thing with remakes because usually remakes are just forgotten, but RE2 was so fucking good that it's it's making an impact. And RE3... RE2, I, I think at this point, is pretty decisively the best remake that has been made to the to this day. Exactly, yeah. Of all the remakes of any games. And like, the Shadow of the Colossus remake for the um, PS4 was actually really good. Mm-hmm. But that was a solid. That was remake. the other one I was going to bring up. It's those two that can that really come to mind. But like Resident Evil Two, I still feel like is oh, it's a different level. Yeah, like level. heads and shoulders above yes. Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, it's 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 so good it competes with new games in in how good it is because uh, yeah. Shadow of the Colossus still feels like an old game. It's a remake, but right. it still feels like the old game. But this is just. RE2 was an update and everything. It was everything you wanted from it. Yeah, Shadow, Shadow of the Colossus was like a tech remake. Mm-hmm. Whereas Resident Evil 2 was like a... Resident Evil 2, I think they took the, 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 the right philosophy for a, re, for a remake, which is yeah. what would this game look like if it were made today? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. And which is... Um, so I want to say that movies are failed at for years. Movies, when they try to remake it or reboot a franchise or whatever, they keep fucking. But I don't know what it is. It's something magical about RE2 where they had they kept the feeling of the original game, but changed almost everything about it. <laughs> like they changed the right. graphics, they changed the controls, they changed the way. Like um, the inventory system is the sim- is similar, right? Like, I think it's the same, maybe. So but, um, honestly, one of the smartest changes they made uh, in in Resident Evil 2 remake is or, or one of the smartest decisions they made in Resident Evil, 2, Resident Evil 2 remake was how they handled zombies mm. and to try and make them scary because one of the the arguments for a long time for survival horror has been like you need the static cameras and the tank control stuff because that lack of control of character what makes standard zombie enemies these zombies enemies who like slowly meander towards you scary <laughs> yeah um and so their solution to that in in remake was the zombies aren't necessarily any faster than they were mm. but and and with you having camera control you know full, full control of the camera like that can take a lot of it away but their solution to that was they they made the zombies kind of bob around and mm. and shamble enough that it became difficult to land a shot 
Yeah, yeah. And so they're slowly closing in on you, and you're trying to line up that shot, and then they they stumble, and suddenly their head is no longer in your laser sight anymore. And you got to readjust, and like that brings the tension up mm-hmm. in a really fucking smart way. Yeah, and the body shots do very little damage, but they're, they're not expected to. That's the thing. Like it's staying true to the genre, but mixing right. it up in such a good way. Yeah. Fuck. So that ge- I don't I don't know who the director of that game is, but that guy's a genius. Like whoever that is. Um, <laughs> speaking of remakes that could redefine gaming. Durin. What's your height meter for Final Fantasy VII Remake? So a 10 is you've had this game pre-ordered for a year. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, like, so it, I'm going to say my height is... meter for, for Final Fantasy VII Remake <laughs> is probably somewhere around a 14. <laughs> so I was looking at it actually recently and yep. my original pre-order, which I still have, uh, <laughs> Was is it was done in 2015? Oh, like E3 2015. Jesus Christ! When this game was announced, I immediately during the conference uh, went went on Amazon and pre-ordered it. (laughs) That E3 was magical, I will say. Um, But like, fuck, man! I I, the crazy thing about this though is like, like since then, like hype has just gone up. And, and everything they've shown has just made it look better and fucking see, better and I'm better. I'm on complete media blackout. I've so I was I had not pre-ordered this game, but uh, at some point over the last couple of weeks, I was like, you know what? I I can't. I can't. I can't. Just I can't not see it's a it. Game that you just have to play. Right? Exactly. I just need to. So I pre-ordered it. So I guess my hype meter is a nine. But the um, I I'm media blackout because apparently because what, what I'm, this game is so impressive that. Friends I have that have been, haven't played games for like 15 years come up to me out of fucking nowhere and linked me to the trailer they just put out of like the opening cinematic. And he's like, oh my God, man, you need to see this. And I'm like, no, I will not watch this because I'll wait till the so game's I've, out. <laughs> so I've watched every main trailer they've put out up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did black out when, when the demo got leaked and people were posting videos of their playthrough of the demo right um i didn't watch any of that um i did draw the line at this one i I did not watch the five minute trailer (laughs) of the beginning of the game yeah like the the beginning we all know exactly what to expect but still i don't want to see it i I want to see it the only the only thing i was tempted to watch it for was i wanted to watch it so i could then go back and ign has a side-by-side Oh, that's pretty cool. Because you know that's their thing. Yeah, that's yeah. And I would love to see the side by side for that. Oh man, I, I I'll probably watch that after it comes out. Like once I once I see it for myself, I'll probably go watch that stuff. And yeah. Oh man, but dude, oh okay. Someone's apparently washing something really loudly upstairs, or their <laughs> machine just broke. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. Holy shit! Like the because the E3 footage looked incredible, and we all saw that because it was running during the conference or whatever. Um, Are you talking about just, the CyberConnect stuff? Uh, I'm talking about the one. I don't remember what year it was. I think it was last like year. The announcement. No, no, no. I'm talking about the when they showed oh, the them recent gameplay. Okay. Yeah, when yeah, they went yeah. into the thing and fought the the scorpion boss or whatever. Right. Um, that looked fucking incredible. And I, my only concern has always been like, is this going to be big enough of a game to be satisfying? And I'm curious right. whether that's true I, I, because I don't know. I don't. Think, I think we still don't know the answer to that question. If this is really going to be. Um, I think some people know the answer to that question hmm. because along with the demo, they, they were able to go into like data mine information. Sure. And so they they were able to see like what 
like they were able to see like literally like, new areas that are in this uh, game, mm-hmm. and they they were able to to things that hinted at like the next game. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, to some extent, it's the funniest thing, right? Because we know the storyline already. <laughs> yeah, but... that's, that's yeah. Well, we, so we, that's, that, but that's the thing, though. It's like yeah. we know the main storyline. We think we know the storyline. Uh, that's true. That's true. I think I think that, that like Resident Evil Two, I think they're going to change a lot of the story. If they do it well, like Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil Two gave me a lot of hope for what Seven Remake is going to be. Yeah, and that's that's really all we can really say about it, right? Because at the moment we're just on hopes and dreams when's it out like next month or something one month from now or something uh april you gotta push back to april oh two months oh man I, yeah you know what that's actually probably a good thing like we needed that time um i need that time to to just soak and and look forward and because it's only on ps4 yeah, I, right so i can't yeah, buy, I won't lie it yeah. it does make me wish i had a pro at this point oh uh, yeah I, I was gonna say like i can't buy anything to make it look better because i already have a pro like usually for a game that i'm that excited for i like get a new graphics card or whatever you know but this is like a once right. in a generation kind of game um and it is once in a generation this is the swan song for the ps4 except, right? except it's not because like they're gonna make <laughs> another one and another one and who knows how many more but do you think they're gonna be on ps4 um, I think with the way that they're handling next generation consoles, I think that at least yeah. the next one will be. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's fair. Because I, I have a feeling it's going to be like two years between this one and the next one. Mm, mm. I don't think it's going to be much more than that. Yeah. And in that case, that yeah, the, the, the PS4 people will still be playing PS4 so they can at least be cross-gen. It'll be on both. That's, that's the standard thing. I think, I, 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 I think it will be. Yeah. And, but Damn. Damn, yeah, that's uh, that's almost good. I was saying Final Fantasy VII remake, April twenty twenty. That's gonna be a big one. Um, switching to the next page here, we can we can we should move this along. But Wasteland three, yeah. I don't have anything to say about it. Do you have anything to say about it? Uh, no, their website apparently has broken because it's so cool. Uh, <laughs> I can't click on next page. Okay. Um, In fact, I can click on nothing on their website. All right, I'll, I'll link you to the next page. But the next one is the one um, one of the last really big ones I wanted to talk about today. Uh, there we go. I got it. The Last of Us Part Two. Here they misprinted. I want to ask them to officially apologize to their user base for printing it as Last of Us Two. That's that's not the name. It's <laughs> not the name. It's Last of Us Part Two. Thank you very much. Um, but uh, I am actually sitting at a hype meter of roughly seven for this one. Um, even though hmm. I. <sighs> Last of Us 2 is, sorry, The Last of Us 1 is probably still my second favorite game of all time, but I <laughs> have weird vibes about 2. I don't know if I'm feeling it. I, don't, I know the Naughty Dog magic will be there. The graphics are obviously there. The gameplay will be Last of Us. Uh, so if you liked it, you liked it. If you didn't like it, you didn't like it. I just don't know if I'm into this hate revenge play thing they're doing here. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be into the story. And yeah, we've we've had this discussion just like a couple months ago, and you were like, "Cynic, you're yeah. going to love it." But I, I just I just don't know. I just don't know. What are your What are your thoughts on Last of Us Part Two? Um, so I actually just recently started watching a playthrough of The Last of Us One, mm-hmm. and that like immediately had me so fucking excited for the last of us. <laughs> like I just, I forgot how much I fucking love that game. That game's so good. It was, so it was, it was the first <laughs> game I played in a while. Uh, Cause I just, I just beat it like last year, I think early, early oh, last year. I think is when yeah. I finally beat it. Yep. Yep. And it's one of those games. It's, it's, 
I remember when I finished the game, like the next day, I was sad because I'd finished the game. Yeah, dude. Like I just dude. wanted to go back and play it. Dude. But I was done. Yep. And I don't replay games. Like I don't have the, I have too many <laughs> unplayed games to just go back and replay something again. Yeah. I replay a few things, but like not that quickly, especially. Mm. Man. But like so I'm just I'm looking for it again. Like it's kind of like Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil 3 remake. Like mm. I'm looking forward to it because I just want an excuse to be able to play a game in that world again. Right. To be able to play like a game that plays like The Last of Us. Yeah, like, I, people like a lot of people don't talk about how well that game plays. And to be fair, when it first came out, it was that game. That game suffered from some frame rate drops and a couple of things. But on PS4, it runs silky smooth. Yeah, um, and that really irons out a lot of the problems. And I think that game plays so well. Like the uh, the swimmy the swimmy aiming is on purpose, and you can feel that it's on purpose and that kind of stuff. Like it's. And when you upgrade those points and get like rock solid aim by the end of the game, it's like, oh, it feels so good. Like yeah, like if there's if there's one critique I would have of the gameplay, and mm-hmm. it's something I hope they do fix for this one, honestly, mm-hmm. is that I I didn't like the um the basically like, like one hit kill nature sure. of some of the combat. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. Um if if that could be fixed, I think it would be a fantastic game. I, and I, a way to a way to like recover from making a mistake in combat that yeah. isn't just okay die restart yeah exactly like especially like when a clicker grabs you it's just like done yeah right yeah click, clickers are the biggest problem honestly like they are yeah. the biggest problem yes and and it's curious I'm curious what they'll do with this one especially because Ellie like one of my favorite things about playing Ellie in the Last of Us Part One spoilers too bad the game's like fucking six years old um <laughs> the she had that knife that didn't break. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> that was it. That was like the number one thing I loved about that character. Um, th- so th- maybe they'll mix things up. That's kind of what I'm saying here. Maybe they'll give her a knife that doesn't break in this one, and it'll it'll be different. Um, and the and the gameplay does look fantastic. It's, for me, it just comes down to the story, and I'm curious. I'm curious what direction. I want to know what what um, theme they're going for, and then then I'll decide whether I want to play it or not. Because I don't know. But I bet it'll be incredible. I bet it's going to be up there in game yeah. years this year, and it's, it's going to be a great game. Naughty Dog and it's fucking Neil Druckmann. Um, all right, moving on. Oh, actually, hype meter. So, what's what, my one's a seven? What's your hype meter for Last of Us Two? I, I would say it, it. It depends on the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the day that I watched that uh, uh, playthrough of Last of Us, it was mm-hmm. definitely like an eight or a nine. Right. So I'm gonna say probably somewhere around a seven or eight. Okay, that, that's fair. Um, I I thought that would be the main ones, but then I forgot how huge this year is gonna be. This this uh-huh. second page is insane. Uh-huh. Holy shit, man. Okay. Ghosts of Shusima. I would put a hype meter at 10 for this one, but you can't. I don't know if you can pre-order this or not. I haven't checked. So <laughs> I'm going to say nine. I am so down for Sucker Punch. Are you a Sucker Punch fan? I've generally enjoyed their stuff. Cool. Like it's like Infamous 2 is one of my Oh, favorite superhero yeah, games. Infamous games were fucking great. Fucking great. I I, I never finished uh, three. Mm. I, you know, I don't know if I finished two, but like, yeah, they're they're good. They're really good games. Yeah, like I think Infamous they did one over- was a lot of fun. Yes, and I think they did have a, like a they did kind of overstay the welcome a little bit. All the Infamous games, um, two I think was the best in terms of that. And uh, what's his face? The son, second son, was just like a showcase of the PS4. So that was incredible for right. different reasons. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, though, just when I think of 
demos that have impressed me. The one that opened with a horse in a field going into a samurai fight. I'm, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't think of something that would get me more hyped <laughs> than a game that looks that fucking incredible. Ghost uh, of Tsushima, Tsushima got me excited for Sekiro. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, true, <laughs> true. And I didn't, I didn't like Sekiro that much. So hopefully, like, that, is, that 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 aesthetic was like I was fucking yeah, into that, dude, dude. And yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see that kind, but we don't know much about it, so we don't have much to say. Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> this is sandwiched between some fucking bangers. <laughs> so sorry for it, almost. Uh, I'm gonna say a three. No, no. It's weird because I will know it when it comes and goes, but I th- think it's going to be terrible. <laughs> so it's more like I just want to see the, I, the train wreck happen. I think this one's going to be a surprise. Oh, fucking big words, Dury. Why do you think that? <laughs> because I don't think you get Laura Bailey, Troy Baker, Nolan North okay. yeah. for voice acting. Yeah, for a game that you just fucking shit the bed with. Yeah, the cutscenes will might be if it's got a good story. Even I could be swayed. You know, like it's. I like the Avengers, like as a concept. You know, I, I like the idea of these superheroes as a team. They have like infighting and stuff, but it's like they're all on the same side. Like I love it's, it's so good. It's like classic. I think I think this is a game that they have not done a good job of showing what the game is. Mm. I think this has the potential to be a better game than mm. people are expecting people out of it. Were, yeah, I will say this, however, especially because like like they when when they were showing it was like kind of still oh, a peak hype for Avengers. Yeah, the movies. Yeah, and then like Should've as much as people don't want to admit it, the fact that they didn't make them the likenesses in the movies, I think threw a lot of people off already. 100%. Yeah, definitely. And and then you had that weird gameplay demo on top of it. And like, I think like was, gameplay demo like after them feeling like they didn't want to show gameplay. Yeah, I, I feel like the gameplay looks bad. I'm sorry. Like I just it looks stilted. It doesn't it looks button mashy and and just I just it's weird because I love Ultimate Alliance. And that's like a essentially greens moving around a, like a board. Like it's not it's not a real it does not an action action game. Like it's supposed to be an action right. RPG, but it's not really. Um this feels like it like the the board set for a good game and kind of thing um if they just get the combat right but it just didn't seem like they had the combat right it's just like the iron man stuff looked fine actually the iron man stuff looked pretty all right but the door stuff looked pretty janky and i don't think i've seen the cap or hulk stuff but yeah um, I, like honestly i think i think like <laughs> one of the concerns i have for it is the same concern i have for uh spider-man yeah Yep. And that is that, like, before actually getting to play the game, I was worried that it was all QTEs, QTEs, and cutscenes. Mm. And what, what, from what we've seen of the gameplay on this, it looks the same way. Mm. But Spider-Man proved me wrong on that. Yes, and it actually turned out to be a fucking fantastic game. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hopeful that that's also the case with this one. Mm. I mean, this is Crystal Dynamics. Like, I'm not a fan, but you are, right? You're, you're a huge fan of Crystal Dynamics from the Tomb Raider. They've done a really good job with the Tomb Raider games. Like, yeah. really good job. Yeah. Um, also, like, they just recently pushed it back to September. So, like, they are clearly wanting to not mess this up. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't push it back that far 
unless either it is actually a fucking train wreck and <laughs> maybe it is. Hmm. But again, like I feel like that is an expensive voice cast. Yeah, dude. It's it's the top and tier. an expensive and an expensive license. And a and a like generally well known studio for doing good work mm-hmm. for this to just be complete trash. And so yeah, so I'm curious because uh, again, we've seen gameplay. It doesn't look ready, but maybe it, it, that was just early, and they didn't want to show it, but they had to because the movie was coming out. So they were like, "Oh, this is the perfect time. You have to be there." And they they, they rushed a demo to it. Maybe that's the series of events. Yeah, like honestly, I think I think I think there's a chance that this may just be a victim of announced way too early. Exactly. Yeah, and I will say that they showed us a cutscene, and to me, as a story guy. Like the reason I didn't like control was the story. Like story, the gameplay wise, control was good. Like, I, and that's why I'm curious what you think of control. But for like story is the linchpin for me for a game, unless it's like a pure numbers kind of cruncher like fucking Vulcan, um, like a Diablo game. But unless it's like that or a fighting game, unless it's like that, like if this has got a good story and it looked like they they they're focused on story, and to me, if they yeah. nail that, it's good. It's going to be good, and I can't, and I'll play it and I'll play it because I love. Marvel and the Avengers, and, and again with with the voice acting they have, the voice actors they have, mm-hmm. uh, what they showed of the the cutscene like was really good. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. solid fucking work. And I have not seen like that's exciting to me. Like I haven't seen like even the Avengers movies don't come at the comics from a dramatic standpoint. We've actually right. only really gotten that one style of the jokey, actiony the... kind of fun thing. The last Avengers movie had a lot more of that. Yes, and that was my favorite stuff. Like when when Cap and um when Cap and Tony were arguing, that was some of my favorite stuff in that entire movie. Um, like when he comes back from space and and he's pissed well, off. Well, yeah, well, like when they, when they're arguing, um, the the whole stuff back. with trying to get trying to get Tony to come back. Yeah, and like that him, was fantastic. Like him having like the stakes that he has, and and you kind of understand like why he doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that whole fucking ending. Yeah, dude. Like the whole fucking ending. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like so, so like, and that's the first time in a long time that they really hit that dramatic tone, and that's why everyone remembers Tony Stark from that movie. Like for me, I barely remember what anyone else did, but I, I'm, to be fair, I'm a fanboy of Iron Man, so whatever. But and Robert Downey Jr. But like, it's uh, yeah, that. Well, it's, not, it's, not, it's not, not just that part, but I, I mean, yeah. I, when I say the whole ending, I mean like even past that, where like the whole stuff with Cap. And because uh, mm. remember he went he went back back in time and then the past again yeah, yeah and then like when he shows back up again that whole, whole stuff that's pretty cool and it's like <laughs> like for, yeah and that's the thing like and there is a room and and people don't remember but the so a lot of people nowadays haven't read comics like I'm not saying you you haven't but a lot of people haven't and they don't realize that comics oh, I haven't. Uh, yeah fair uh, that com- <laughs> uh, comics um the best comics ever are the ones that actually go into actual drama. Real, real, like, drama, like, operatic drama. So, like, the best one known for Iron Man is Demon in the Bottle, which is Tony Stark struggling with his alcohol problem. And there's a couple, like, um, a lot of the Batman ones are fucking famous. Like, Killing Joke is famous because it's so dark. And it's, like, real drama. And, and when you have that in a game, if someone actually finally puts that in a game and has a real dramatic edge to it, like the stuff from the, the highlights of, um, of the Avengers' last two movies... Um, yeah, that could be pretty special. So you're right. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. You've actually managed to raise my hype meter from a four to a five. <laughs> we'll see. What's what's your hype meter on that before we move on? 
I think my hype man on that one's like a six because okay. like Crystal Diamonds? I'm not super hyped for it, but I want it to I want it to be good. Nice. Especially Steve. after Anthem fucking went the way it did. I yeah, want a goddamn dude. Iron Man game to work. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of hype meters, Duran, I've technically pre-ordered Cyberpunk 2077 for 10 months. So I guess it's a nine. <laughs> um, what, is your, what is your hype for Cyberpunk 2077? Probably like a seven. Okay. All right. All right. I think that I think those guys do good work. Yes. And I But you're not much of a Witcher guy, are you? Like you haven't uh, it. I I so I've bought all three of them. <laughs> um okay. I actually just recently uh went back and started playing Witcher One. Okay. Alright. Um I've played some of all three games. Okay. Um so no, actually I, I am I, I am a fan of those things. Uh they just the first one was really rough to play. It's yeah, especially way back when on my shitty computer I had back then. I wouldn't even play it. Um, it back in two thousand eight, because mm. uh, I like I literally I, I'm looking at the case. I have a physical version of, of <laughs> Witcher One. Jeez. Um, but no, those guys do like do good work. I'm like yeah. that. That's I'm not at all worried about that part. I, I do mm. like the cyberpunk aesthetic and everything. Mm. Um, I think for me it is that. I don't have like ridiculous expectations for what that game is going to be. Right. I think that game is going to be a very good uh, Deus Ex game. Yeah. I, I can. And yeah. Yeah. Open Deus world Ex world, yeah. is something that I've tried to get into and not generally been the biggest fan of. Mm. So for me, I'm excited for this because of who's making it and because of the setting. I don't have like ridiculously high expectations that mm. this is going to change games as we know them like a lot of people seem to so i'm in a curious spot because um and and i'll phrase it this way i have never played a grand theft auto game the reason why i haven't played a grand theft auto game isn't because i they're bad or they're not even my thing it's because i don't like playing an asshole i don't like playing a bad guy i don't like playing a gangster or anything like that like i just it's just not my thing um and so What's curious to me about Cyberpunk is it seems like a city of assholes. So I'm curious, to, and part of the reason I love Witcher is because essentially it's it's one of the many excellent dad simulators. Witcher Three is just a dad simulator. You're you're, you're taking care of Siri, your daughter. Um, the I mean, Geralt's kind of an asshole. Yeah, but he's like, especially when he's in the, the kind of a gruff dad kind of mode, he's totally lovable. Right, right. It's it's, it's like a well, I guess he's 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 maybe less of an asshole in three. I think yeah. he's more of one and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In one and two, he's younger and, and more of an asshole. In three, he's more just a just kind of a gruff dad. Um, and then Joel is obviously just a gruff dad, and like, and fucking Kratos is a gruff dad. Like, I like that <laughs> archetype. All right, whatever. Leave me alone. Um, so I love those games, but this is not that. This is um, so part of the reason I like three is because of the characters. Um, this is seems to be a world of. I don't know, dickheads fucking each other over. And I don't know if I like it. So I I am a nine for this game, but I'm a nine with a caveat of, I don't know whether it'll really be for me, um, but I'm going to give it a shot. And I'm curious about the, I didn't know about Cyberpunk's, the, the IP until this game was announced. I didn't know it was an RPG yeah, franchise. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. 
So I, 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 I'm happy with your seven. I won't, I won't look down upon you for your seven on the on the cyberpunk. Um, it won't, it won't change the world. I don't think. But I bet it'll be, it'll be good. It'll be good. Moving on. Yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's gonna be a solid fucking game. Yes. Uh, it'll probably be in game of the year discussions if I was to guess. Probably. Uh, probably. Uh, Halo Infinite is a game I actually kind of doubt will be in. Game of the discussions. Uh, that seems mean to say. I don't know. Durin, what are your thoughts on Halo Infinite? Wait, wait. <laughs> I, I feel like it's hard to have thoughts on it because we mm. still don't know what it is. Yeah. Like, like not even just like, oh, what's the story or whatever. Like, we don't know, is this a mainline Halo game? Is it? Mm-hmm. Is it even an actual Halo game? Or, like, that name could mean so many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I'm happy that it's coming to PC. That's I'm more likely to play it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially after going back and playing Halo Reach recently on PC, uh, I think I might have just moved past Halo shooters. Yeah, I, they don't they don't feel good to me the way they used to. It's sad, right? I, I just I don't know. It's weird because I love Destiny. That's the thing. <laughs> So it's like I don't know what it is. I just um, it's I three four three has not proven themselves to me yet, and that's part of it. And if this is like a really kind of going back to basics Halo, it could be good. But I I'm not getting that feeling. I'm just getting nothing. I don't know what it's about. I don't. I guess you're playing Chief, um, and that that uh, preview last time did kind of get me pumped. Like Chief going up to and his new buddy and all that kind of it, stuff. It, like, it probably doesn't help that I haven't played four or five. I I haven't either. I think it probably so. Like I have no idea where the story is even at right now. Oh god, I don't know. I think I think that would actually do more damage than good if you'd seen the story. Because <laughs> I watched them. I just watched them on YouTube, and it's like, oh god, that's terrible. Three for three has not proven themselves. That's my that's my over under on that. My hype meter for Halo Infinite is a four. Uh, that's kind of where I'm sitting. How about you? I think I think it's gonna be a five. I think I will be fully aware when it is released. I just don't know that it's the Halo is for me anymore. So. I am quickly realizing there's too many things on this list. I'm going to just call out some things and just give me your, your couple sentence uh, thoughts on it. All right. Watch Dogs uh, Legion. What are your thoughts? I am tentatively interested in that game. I mm-hmm. like what they seem to be doing with it. I just don't know. I like what they seem to be doing with it, and I like how, how they've ex- they have explained how they're doing it with with regards to like the number of characters, like they are doing like voice modulation for the actors mm-hmm. in order to have that number of characters, whatever. So like it's cool because like that that kind of brought it back down to reality of like oh no this can totally be done. Right. It's not fucking magic. Yeah. Um. So I'm potentially excited about it. I still I have watched Watch Dogs too. I want to play through some of that. Uh, I. I feel like Watch Dogs Legion probably should have been a next-gen game, though. Yes, it feels like it should. It feels like it needed that CPU power. It feels like a, a game that is going to have tech compromises in order exactly. to be on current systems. Yeah. Um, high beater? Uh, five? Okay. I'm sitting at a five as well. I'm curious. I'm curious, but not sold. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. I have tried so many times to go back and play that game. The okay. First one. 
I've I think I saw someone play it on Giant Bomb, like one of the interns play it, and that's pretty much it. I, I, I have a friend who's like way fucking into it. Um right. so much so that like he gave me his physical version of it. Oh jeez. Um to play through it. Mm-hmm. Um which I think I still have somewhere around here. <laughs> I, I've tried so many times to play it and it's not bad. Like I it, it is a decent game. Mm-hmm. Uh I think that it maybe probably isn't as good as the fans seem to think it is. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> unsure about a new one, but at the same time, if somebody wants to take a crack at it, like it had some redeeming qualities about it and I, this could be good. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. five ish for me. Okay, cool. I'm sitting at a four. Don't care. I, I, I'm leaning on the side of don't care about, about it. If it's good, I'll give it, I'll definitely consider it. Like if it's an RPG, and there's a good story, yeah, I'll probably go back on my radar. But at the moment, I don't. I have no touchstone. I don't yeah. care about the, the world. I don't want to be an asshole vampire. That's a, it's layers to why I don't care. But yeah. Um, moving on quickly. Pet Simulator. I am a seven. <laughs> that game looks awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm like a seven or eight, honestly. <laughs> like I have played Flight Simulator. I remember playing Flight Simulator on my dad's old PC when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Back in the late nineties or early two thousands and had a fucking blast playing it. Dude, yes. <laughs> if this thing is good enough, it may be enough to get me to actually like buy a a stick? Throttle or something. Fuck yeah. Like I bet you can find one used. I bet you can find one used. And actually oh. oh my god, that website is so fucking terrible. <laughs> it just like randomly out of nowhere started blasting a fucking ad. I closed uh, the two ads I saw the <laughs> the dialogue or the audio did not go away. Yep. And then, of all things, it was a fucking ad for Fallout seventy six. Games radar, get your shit together. Like, what the fuck? But um, yeah, Fire Fire Simulator I is. Wonder why we blocked them? Exactly. That same game seems awesome. Skipping that one, Dying Light two. Um, I feel like I should be more hyped for it than I am. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed playing Fallout or uh, Dying Light one. Mm-hmm. But Dying Light Two is one of those one of those games that like I forget exists until somebody says its name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I worry that like maybe that potentially that's how it could go in sales too. Oh yeah, definitely. Like it won't sell because people will forget all about it. Like Dying Light One was kind of like a cult classic, right? Like it didn't really get huge sales, but it kind of had a long tail on it, and a lot of people kind of it got a lot of weird. Yeah, that. like well, I mean, a lot of people saw it as like this, like it was the actual uh, successor to Dead Island. Mm, yeah. Because like the make the makers or the, like the games that came in, in the Dead, Light, Dead Island series after that all felt bad. Yeah, and they were all bad games. Yes. So this felt yep. like this is this is the game that should have been the next Dead Island. Yeah. So all right, sounds like you're sitting at a five ish then. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm sitting at a three, but because it's a zombie game, not into zombie games. This is the Last of Us. All right. Um, next up. Uh, we have a couple games here that I won't be getting a hype meter for from you. Instead, out of ten, or percentages, if you wish, you can you can give me a percentage chance that this will come out in twenty twenty. All right. <laughs> okay. That's first thing on the list. Bayonetta three on the Nintendo Switch. I think there's like a. 
seventy percent chance it's a holiday twenty twenty release. Okay, yeah, I think that's. I th- I'm kind of with you, and I think that's probably the highest percent chance on this list I'm looking at. But that one, <laughs> um, that one, I, yeah, it feels like it's been in the work for long enough that that studio, it's it's platinum, right? So they they, they do work quickly, so they probably get there. Um, we'll see. Yeah, that's one of the thirteen games they're working on. Exactly. Fucking hell. Um, next up, Senua's Saga Hellblade Two. I feel like they got that the wrong way around, but um. That game on the Xbox Series X. It looks fucking great. It looks great. I don't think it's Holy coming out this year, though. There's shit. no way. I don't think that's ready. I don't think it's ready. Because Microsoft talked about how like how they'd have like a two-year kind of transition period and they're not doing Xbox exclusives for two years to the blah, 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 blah. This doesn't feel like a run on current-gen consoles, you know? I, you know... I'm sure it could. It just won't look that way. Mm, yeah, maybe. Because, I mean, if you think about the first Hellblade, like, that game looked really fucking good. Yeah. Like, yes. it looked way better than, than it should have. Yeah, especially for, like, for the, a small the, team. The, and yeah, The small team. And, yeah, like, I think it could still run on current hardware. Mm-hmm. It obviously won't look, won't look like that. Um, but, I mean, the, the thing about it is, like, a lot of what was impressive about it was the motion capture. Yes, yeah, and that was, and she's back, and they're, they're doing it again. They have the same tech, so they'll just do that better. I just mean like a lot of what was impressive about that second one, like what they showed in the trailer. Oh, right. Yeah. A lot for of what was, was impressive about that was just the motion capture. Right. For me, it was actually the lighting. Like the, the that was definitely that felt RTX. You know, that felt next gen. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, so I guess it was is it was a combo of those two things. The mm. motion capture was definitely better than the first game, even. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I, that I combined with the lighting and the textures and all that stuff, like it, yeah. it, it was like kind of a full package. Yeah, but like it still will look impressive on the Xbox One X, mm-hmm. just just because of that motion capture. Because that motion capture still is so much better, even than the first game was. Yeah. Um. But so, what, what are you leaning at? Percentage chance out in twenty twenty. Oh boy. Uh, I'm giving it thirty percent. Like forty. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Speaking about low percentages, Metroid Prime Four. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I think for Metro, I feel like for Metroid Prime Zero. Four, the question should really be: What is the percentage chance we even hear anything about Metroid <laughs> Prime Four in twenty twenty? Okay, let's do that bet. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that I would say like 50 50 45 okay all right yeah you're you're less hopeful than I (laughs) well because like they they like just last year said that like basically they're having to start over on it they're going dark for a while like we're not gonna give new updates for a little while because we're you know essentially scrapping and starting over yeah 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 so I think there's a pretty good chance we don't hear about Metroid Prime 4 oh man all right and uh we'll do three more Beyond Good and Evil 2. <laughs> I think they have so little of that game done that it is 100% a next-gen game. Yeah, that, that feels um, right. And I think that it will be a 2021 or 2022 game. Yeah, I was going to say 2022. Yeah, so zero is, is my bet. Zero. There's no Di- chance that game, game comes out this year. Diablo 4. Zero. Ooh, I'm giving it 10. 
Ten percent. There's a chance. Yeah, there's there's no chance Diablo Four. They've they've already <laughs> said that like they are super fucking early on Diablo Four. <laughs> like Fair. they 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 when they showed it at, at BlizzCon, those classes they showed, they said that's all the classes they have right now. Oh wow. Okay. All right. They, yeah. they, they haven't even decided which other classes they oh, want to put in the game yet. Okay, I'll just I'll zero. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, and the last one's the twofer. I'm cheating here. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Six or Starfield. Uh, well, it would be Starfield first. Okay, all right. They've, they've already said that. Yeah, I think that. they said that, yeah. Um, as for release? Mm. Uh, that one's a hard one to say because we haven't actually seen any of the actual gameplay. Yeah, we haven't known anything about that game. But they did pull I think that that's thing to I think that's going to be Bethesda's big surprise at E3 this year. I think they're, they're going to okay. show Starfield and they're going to say that it's a holiday release. Wow. And then I think there's a pretty good chance they're going to push it back to March. I just hope it doesn't look like a Bethesda game. You know? I think I think I think it's a hundred percent going to look like a Bethesda game. Oh God, God! Because oh my God, especially with what other studios are doing with their graphics. Now. Well, well, and it's funny though too. Like Starfield sounded really cool uh, and like a really novel thing for them yeah. to, to be doing mm-hmm. until Outer Worlds came out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's. And that, and that game, yeah, like, talk about games that look good and all that kind of stuff. Like, and that was an indie studio. Well, and a game that understands its scale. Yeah, exactly. And but that's, that's never also, understood like, scale. It's indie. It's Obsidian. I mean, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know <laughs> it's it's yeah. It was, but wasn't it self funded? Wasn't it self funded? I don't remember. Um, uh, uh, I don't remember. Whatever. Not, not important right now. No, it's Private Division. I think there's two games on here that I forgot to have during our hype list, and I think they might be coming out this year. So, Duran, how hyped are you out of ten for Overwatch Two? Not confirmed. This yes, it isn't. Yeah, it isn't confirmed, but I feel like um, it's a short. But it's bet. basically confirmed because it was leaked by yes. two different sources. Yeah, it one feels of which like being a, a pro team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a pretty that's a pretty another like one of which being a pro team and the other the other which being uh the Brazilian Overwatch official Twitter. Oh, okay. So pretty <laughs> yeah. good chances coming out this year. Yeah, that's why I was um, thinking, you know, maybe it'd be out. <laughs> I am more excited for that than I probably should be. Okay. Is that a ten? Is that a ten? Are we talking we're talking a ten? I mean you can't pre order oh, it. Yes, so true. that's true. Um, but it's, it's like, it's a game that I'm going to buy day one blindly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so as nice. much fucking yeah. time as I put yeah. into Overwatch. Like, and that's why I say like, I'm more excited for it than I probably should be because yeah. like, it's kind of, they're calling it Overwatch 2, I think, because Activision mm. is making them because Activision is making them make a sequel. Yeah. But when you see, look at what it really is, this is an expansion pass or an expansion right. pack. This is like an old school Blizzard expansion pack. Hmm. And for, um, for, the like the literally the multiplayer, um, Overwatch One and Overwatch Two will play together, right? Yeah, same so, maps, same characters. Everything is uh, like new characters that come out for Overwatch Two are also coming out in Overwatch One. Yeah, like the thing like, I was going like to say, if though, you like, just play competitive, for, there's no actual reason that you need to buy it. Exactly. Like for for me, it's it's different because the first one didn't have any single player, and it sounds like this will have a co op kind of story mode. It has two things. One is just straight up story. 
Yeah, like, it's very great campaign. And for me, that's this is a new thing. This I might actually buy yeah. this one. Yeah, so this is like the whole thing. So, but then, like it also has like replayable um, co-op missions too. Yeah. So this this for me they have, like their like own a, progression. I'm saying yeah, a seven I think for Overwatch two. I'd forgotten it was a thing, and then yeah, I'm actually <laughs> if it's got a story mode, I love superheroes. That's that's a cool genre, so I'm down. And finally, this one is for me. I don't know if you care about this at all, but um, this is the last thing we'll talk about before moving on to platforms. I'm going to do that quickly because we've already been running for two hours. Um, yeah. Elden Ring. I am a 10 if I could. <laughs> yeah, so... So what's what's bad about that one is I remember Del Toro being attached to it. I don't oh, remember yeah. who's making it. Uh, no, 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 no. This one's George R.R. R. Martin. Oh, that's and, right, George R. R. Martin. And that's from right. software, yeah. So it's like the match. From okay, yep. that explains why I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, you would. This is the during game. But this feels. I mean, like, I say, I say, I don't care. I've literally bought every fucking Souls game. <laughs> like I bought one, two, three, the second release of two, um, Bloodborne. It's funny because I haven't even bought the second release of two. <laughs> well, okay. To be fair, I didn't buy that. It came okay. with one of my humble bundles, right, but I did fair. activate yeah. it. Yeah. Scholar of the First Sin, or whatever it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, but what's his face? Like, this feels like it will be Dark Souls. Like, like Sek- I thought Sekiro would be. It, it'll be Dark Souls transported to a new universe. And that, to me, sounds incredible. That's that's what I want. This could be it. Like, the medieval stuff, like, I'm down. So down. So down. Honestly, like, for me personally, I want From Software to do something that isn't Dark Souls. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that isn't that type of game. True. Like go ma- go back and make another fucking Armored Core. Yeah, exactly. Everyone, like everyone keeps bringing up Armored Core as, as the yeah. example. Yeah. yeah. But, like, or, or or don't even do that. Like, go make something different. Mm. Like, you've been making these games for over a decade. Do something yes. different. Yeah. And, and you say that, though, but I love Dark Souls 3. <laughs> That's fine. And no one's taking I that just, away from you. I just want more. Like, it's, it's just, I just, I more just, of that. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> oh, that I those developers continue to have the passion to make these games. Yeah, no, and that's why they make Sekiro and they make um, Bloodborne and a couple of stuff. like they they've definitely they've shown the fact that they have interest in doing just Dark Souls. Um, in the people who want remake of Demon Souls, it sounds like a different studio will be doing that. So it's like it's it's one of those weird things. But for me, it's Hidetaka so Hidetaka Miyazaka is the guy who invented Dark Souls and Demon Souls. And he has moved on to this. And he's been spoken out, like outspoken before of saying he's done with Dark Souls and he won't be going back to it anytime soon. So it feels like to me this this will be this will be different. Um but I think a lot of the DNA will transfer over in the same way like uh Bioware put some of their um their never went so their whatever Baldur's Gate DNA into Mass Effect. You know? Like it, it'll be a new universe, but the same DNA, and that's kind of what I want. Um, we'll see, we'll see. But for me, I'm yeah, yeah. maxed out, maxed out in the hype here. Elder Ring is probably mine. If I was to say a game I would buy in 2020, it would probably, if it comes out, it would probably be El- Elden Ring as a certain, aside from the ones I've already pre-ordered. So, all right. And that's it. That's uh, all the games, the big games coming out. 20- There's so many. What the fuck, man? 
There's so many huge games. <laughs> and, that's just, this year. And, and that's just what we know of. There are oh a lot God. of games that are coming out in 2020. That yeah, two consoles are yet. launching, man. Two yeah. consoles are launching. There's going to be so Which many games. Which means there is games. at least a handful of games that we don't know anything about oh that are coming God. out this year. That's going to be so awesome. And speaking of which, we have like a minute or a couple minutes here. Um, to go over the consoles, the bi- the thing here, the thing, the big good thing is we've talked about this a couple times over the last year, and it doesn't yeah. feel like much has changed because we still don't fucking know anything. So, Durin, what are your over under on the new consoles price? Who do you think is going to have a good launch lineup? Like, what's the deal? Let's, let's start with Xbox. What what are you feeling about Xbox? I think they have the most to prove. Yes, um, I think they've been ma- making. I think that their the acquisitions and stuff that they've been making have shown that they have a good chance of having a pretty strong launch lineup. Yeah, I think I think that I think that's the reason why they've been acquiring the things they have when they have is they are completely setting this up for the launch of that system. They aren't going so far as they did with the original Xbox in just like straight fucking killing the mm. Xbox One because mm. um, they know that they just couldn't get away with that again. <laughs> Uh, in, in today's climate, but they might as well kind of be mm. because all of their focus is on that next system at this point. Yeah. Like for me, I'm... Um, and, and like they're able to do that by saying like, oh yeah, like don't worry for like the next year at least or whatever, where everything we release is going to be on both consoles. Like that's fine. And mm-hmm. they're saying that, you know, to not buying Xbox, Xbox one still. Yeah. Um, but Clearly, their focus is completely on that. And, and again, like with the acquisitions they've been making, I think that they stand the best chance of having a good lineup at launch. For me, I'm, I would on, say on top that, of like all the backwards compatibility they're going to have. Too, oh, sure. Like there's, that's yeah. going to be strong. Yeah, that's going to be strong. But like the, I think for me, I, I, I disagree. I think that the acquisitions they've made is so they can have a good launch showcase. They're going to show us some amazing trailers. For some games with a TBC launch date, that's what we're going to get this year. We're I think gonna... that's what Sony's going to be. Oh, I think both are going to be the same thing. I think this year it's going to be um, Halo Infinite, and that's it. Uh, maybe a Forza game. Actually, pro- almost certainly a Forza game. But Forza and Halo Infinite as your launch games, along with all the third-party stuff, um, and that will be your your bangers. And that would be enough. Like I think that's enough for. In fact, finally getting a Halo with the launch of a system will be again will be a good thing. That will do a lot for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if, and that's all I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like I'm fine with, I like those big aspirational presentations because I like looking forward to things. I don't need Final Fantasy to come out yesterday. I'm happy with, I'm happy where it's coming out right now. Like I'm, it's 2020. This is an awesome time to be playing Final Fantasy VII again. Um, yeah. So I just, it, it is annoying to some people because they, if they get caught in that hype and, and they're always looking forward to it and never have any idea when something's coming out. But now that we're all used to that being the cycle, I think people are more people. Some people don't like it, but a lot of people are like. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. We've kind of like formed our camps already, and I, I'm definitely in the camp of show me your aspirational future. Show me the games you want. You're promising for this system. Sell me on the system, and that's what a lot of those studios will be doing. In my opinion, I don't think they'll be ready. Like Senua is a good example. That might be 2021, 2022 before that comes out. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I think Sydney has a chance of being like a spring 2021 or something. Yes, it does have a chance because there's a small, uh, that team has done work in short periods of time before that they, they're good. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm feeling 549 for the price tag for the know? series X. Yeah. For the series X. 
So the Xbox is a little weird because the 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 way they've been talking about it makes it sound like there is the potential that they're launching with multiple SKUs. Yeah, Series S and Series X. And I think and I think that the Series X could go as high as six hundred. Damn. And the reason they'll that they'll get away with that is they'll have the Series S or whatever at five hundred. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's such a weird thing. Like cross gen plus multiple SKUs. Like I don't. I for me that sounds like a bad plan, but it's what they're going with, and we'll find out, I guess. I'm, but I'm with you. So do you, you think five hundred for S and six hundred for S uh, X? That makes sense to me. I I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I was them, I'd just do one SKU this year, four ninety nine. If they're feeling savage. They won't be able to though, so I'll probably five nine five forty nine. Um, I would I would stay away from the five ninety nine price tag forever. I think if I was a gaming company, but um yeah, with that though, the only really big news we got from the Sony front is that um the bill of materials has maybe been leaked question mark for the I PS5? heard something about that. It was like going to cost four hundred and fifty for them to make. Yeah, just to make it four fifty. Um. So, which isn't surprising, like given what the tech, because they've yeah. they've been like weirdly out there with the tech that's in that thing. Yeah, that's like all they're willing to talk about. They're, they're, they're really forward with it, and that's really curious. Um, so I would think I think maybe part of that is this: it's, it's to let people know, hey, this thing might be pricey. It's to get people's balls like you know ready for or asses ready for the reaming. Um, it's it was so in the old days. Console makers used to take a loss on consoles. Right. Right. And so I keep remembering that. And and, and the question I have in my Aside head from is... Nintendo. Yes. And so the question I have in my head is, is this old Sony or is this new Sony? Because if this was old Sony, like, sorry, like good guy Sony from the original PS4 days I'm talking about, and in the PS2 days. So PS2, early PS4 Sony, those two good guy Sonys, if this was good guy Sony, they'd be taking a hit on that four forty nine or four fifty dollar uh, initial thing, and maybe doing an all up cost of four ninety nine, maybe for yeah four ninety nine. Let's just say so. Build materials plus all the shipping plus all, all that other stuff. That overall taking a loss on it four ninety nine. Um, I think that would that's good guy Sony, but I don't. I think good guy Sony died with Jack Tretton. <laughs> so I thought that Jack Jordan's dead, but he's gone, you know. And and this guy's leaving too. Sean Layden's leaving too. Um, it feels right. like they're mixing things up at Sony. So I don't know. I think good guy Sony might be losing. And so bad guy Sony. The, the the current reports are that Sony is they're stressing hard about the price. Yeah, they still have not determined the price yet. Yeah. Not like they haven't announced one; they haven't determined one. Yeah, the waiting for Xbox was the was the scuttlebutt, right? I I think what it is 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 they know that they need to make a profit on it, Mm. and that's not a matter of like good guys selling bad guys selling. That's just the reality of consoles nowadays. I guess Um, because they are more than anything, they are service companies. Yeah, yeah, Um, PlayStation Plus, yeah. Yeah, they just I I feel like they can't really afford to take the losses they've taken in the past. Um, I think in an ideal world, they would love to charge six hundred. Oh yeah, they would love. They to know they can't. Yes, they can never charge six hundred again. <laughs> they 
know that the most they could probably get away with is going to be 549. Yep. Yep. But they know that in order to be competitive and knowing that their console is probably not the most powerful of the two, that they probably are going to have to price it at 499, but they're not willing mm-hmm. to, to bite that bullet yet. Exactly. I bet there's a fight inside Sony regarding what the price is going to be. I think I think that if they can hold out long enough, if they can hold out long enough, and Microsoft announces at five forty nine, Sony mm-hmm. will also announce at five forty nine. Yeah, yeah, they won't be more. They will not be more expensive. That's gonna. That's, that's the thing is, I think they the they want to make the most they can off of the off of the thing, but but know that they cannot be more expensive than Microsoft. Exactly. And I think Microsoft knows that, which is why they have not announced a price yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Microsoft by barrel, and I think. As a as like the customer on the other end, that's a good. We're in a good spot. Like this is the the companies are advocating amongst themselves <laughs> for our dollar. This is exactly what we want, um, right? And yeah, like it's four forty nine is a pie in the sky price. Term. If they if they did four forty nine, it would surprise everybody and do incredibly well. They're probably not gonna, but um, I could definitely see four ninety nine as as a as a possibility. Yeah, no, like straight up, Sony will not take a loss on this system. Yeah. They will not do it. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they. Four ninety nine is going to be the if yeah. if those uh, reports are true and the 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 cost of of production of this thing is four fifty, mm-hmm. then the lowest they will go is four ninety nine. Yeah, pretty much just to cover because that at that point they're they're just about breaking even exactly when you take shipping and everything else into consideration. Yeah, and then the, the and the and the the retailers won't be get I big retailers are famously they don't get much of a cut on the console itself from them. No, no. Um, so yeah, so that that seems about it. So I reckon that would be a very interesting holiday season. If we if we're looking at a 549 Xbox One X, so Xbox Series X and um a 499 PlayStation 5. Um, I don't think we'll have that. I think I think PlayStation Five will be priced the same as the X. Very possibly, if they're priced head so, to Sony, head. Because that, that's the thing is, like, if Sony was willing to price cheaper than Microsoft, mm-hmm. they would have announced already at four ninety nine. Yeah, and and because and they this, know that Microsoft can't go below that either. This is my response: if they're priced at five forty nine and they don't have a banger on release day, I'll wait. <laughs> like, I'm not buying it at launch. Um, right. Because the last one, like PS4, I bought at launch because it was such a reasonable price. It was three ninety nine. Everyone, that was like the big win for the PS4. Um, so everyone was like, oh yeah, sure, three ninety nine. That's a fantastic price, especially with Microsoft going four ninety nine at the time. Um, so they got a lot of launch day positive buzz. None of the games were good. Like fucking, in, what was it? Killzone, Shadowfall. Killzone, God. And fucking, like, they didn't have anything good at launch. But people yeah, still bought like, it. I, bu- I bought fucking Killzone. <laughs> Same. I bought fucking Killzone. And yeah, those games were terrible, but we bought it, right? So, But this time, if it's 549, they need to have a good game or I'll just say, right, I'll just wait. I just don't need it. I, I've got my PC. Yeah. got a new PC. Got my Ghost of Tsushima. Honestly, for me, there's... A not zero chance that I'll just go Xbox this next generation. Wow, that's cool. Um, because they've they've done a really good job of of proving to me that I don't need an Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. Having the PC I have and everything. Yes. Um, isn't that the same for the the next one though? It is. However, <laughs> what Sony has not announced that Microsoft has is full backwards compatibility. Right. 
Xbox is going back to original Xbox. That's fucking awesome. That's and the awesome. fact that I will then be able to play all of my original Xbox, all my 360, mm. um, any Xbox One games for whatever reason that I might get a hold of, <laughs> and Se- Series X games, and especially if they can manage to make Series X games cross-save too mm. with PC, so I can literally play the, play the game on my PC and console and, and carry over progress, Yeah, that would be huge. And that, that, would, would be that huge. might be enough to get me to buy that. And then that's a, that's a fair point. Um, like I, for me, if I do not see any worldwide buy an Xbox, but but however, I will say that Xbox on PC is spotty. For example, Master Chief Collection is being sold on Xbox for PC. Well, it's giving, it's it's in, it's on Game Pass, so technically you can get it for free, but it's sold right. as well. Um, and that game is only reach at the moment with the promise of the other games coming later to pc right so you're buying the whole collection to be, to but be fair, one game. to be fair i don't know if you can on the microsoft store but on steam you can buy them individually for ten dollars right yeah so i it's i well i don't know i have game pass but the, the point is it's those yeah. all all four five four five whatever all those games are on the xbox version but they're not on the pc version yet so in it might be the case that you might want an Xbox. Actually, you know, I was gonna say too. Like honestly, Game Pass is not, is another reason why I might want an Xbox. Yeah, because you, you get because between Game Pass and then yeah. Xbox Live, you know, the games with gold stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'd be getting a lot of fucking games, and it would all be on the same console. Yeah, and there's as opposed good to games. like right now where I have like the stuff, the Game Pass on PC, and then PlayStation Plus stuff. Like it's I'm kind of separated on environments there. Yes. Yeah. I, but and the main thing is like the game like fucking PlayStation Plus sucks. The it started amazing. In the PS3 days it was fantastic. Yeah. The Vita and PS3 days it was the best thing going, and then they then they got then bad guys Sony came back like they always do. They're hiding in the background waiting, and then they come out of nowhere and, and shank good guy Sony in the back and take his I place. Think the biggest the biggest <laughs> issue was when they decided to get rid of Vita and PS3. Yeah, uh, they added one games PS4 and then game didn't world? add more. No, they didn't even do that. They didn't do. They occasionally, they occasionally will have three games. Yeah, they occasionally now have three. Instead of before, where they had six or whatever the fuck it was, now it's like sometimes you get three. Have party down, and this month is fucking Bioshock. And even I was (laughs) say, even then, most months those three games still aren't as good as the two you're getting from uh, Gold. Yeah, like literally, I'm getting Bioshock on the one side and Outer Worlds or whatever the fuck, and Final Fantasy 15 this week or whatever on on Game Pass. Like it's fucking. Day and night, what games are getting? Well, to be fair, Game Pass is different than PlayStation Plus. I mean, a little. Games with gold is the same as PlayStation Plus. Oh right, yeah, sure, yeah. Game Pass is better. Do the game. Don't get games with gold. Get Game Pass. Um, Well, games with gold, you you get if you're gonna play online, you're gonna pay for that anyway. So yeah, yeah. So actually, yeah, Xbox Live Gold. I forgot about Xbox Live Gold. And actually, Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass, you can (laughs) fold into one. Yes. Yes, the ultimate thing. Like fifteen a month or something, and you just get both. I just forgot about Xbox Live Gold entirely. Like I forgot that was a thing, um, because yeah, I only play on PC (laughs) for the Xbox games. Um, But yeah, yeah. So that's a fair point for me. Is yeah, it's it's. Am I getting a PS Five or not? Will I wait or not? Um, if there's a cross-gen, if like for example, Ghost of Tsushima comes launch on PS5, I'll, I'll buy it. Like, yeah, you got my money. You got my money, you bastards. Even if it's on my PS4, I'll get the PS5 version, obviously. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. They'll have to do something like that to get me. Um, and that's the that's the main consoles. Um, Durin, to wrap up the show, 
we have two place, two things left. The last two things on our plate. One of them is Nintendo, but first I'll start with Stadia. <laughs> okay. What is your thoughts about Stadia in 2020? Uh, I feel like there's a decent chance this might be the last time we talk about Stadia in 2020. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's, I, I'm feeling it. Whew. Like, honestly, Microsoft's streaming and, and NVIDIA streaming have basically already killed it. Yep. Yep. And it's just, yep. <laughs> I, can't, I can't, I have no words. It seems like it's dead. Um, they which is, like, which is, is insane because it's not like it's dead because the, the tech doesn't work. The tech actually works surprisingly well. Mm. They fucking failed at the business part of it. Google got greedy, which is surprising how much because most of most of Google stuff is free. It is surprising to me that they didn't learn that lesson with this one. That's that's the part that really is intriguing. Like YouTube is free. YouTube serves more content than anything else well, in I the mean, world. To be fair, I think it's, I think one thing that a lot of people do tend to forget is that Stadia will have a free tier eventually. Yes, right now it's still technically yes. in beta. Exactly, yeah. And that free tier might change um, everything. That might change the game, that free tier. But but that free tier is just for access to the tech. You still have, then have to buy the games. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes, you do. Have and and that's that's the, the hard pill to swallow for me hmm. is investing in an unknown uh, yeah. store. Especially Google. Especially Google. Yeah. It's fucking... It's funny because it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? It's like no one trusts them, so no one buys it, so no one, right. so they shut it down because no one bought it. Who knows? But anyway, that's God, that reminds me. So I was, uh, I was at my sorry, just real quick aside. Absolutely. Um, I was at my parents' house and uh, I had given some of my old computer parts to my dad. He was trying to put something together, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the parts that was in there was an old hard drive, and he wanted to wipe it to use it. And I was like, okay, well, let me take a thumb drive over there and just make sure there's not something on there I want. Yeah. And so I was looking through there, mostly because I was trying to see if that was a hard drive that might have had some old emulators on it, mm-hmm. um, since those are becoming harder to get a hold of now. Nice. Um, harder, harder to safely get a hold yeah, of. Yeah, good I reasoning. Say. Yeah, I like that. I like that reason. It's a good reason to, to survive. Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I ended up finding some folders on there for a few things uh, that I'd forgotten about. One of them was a service called Game Salad. I'm sorry, what? So game what salad. Is game salad. Okay. All right. Tell me. Was see. I'm trying to remember now too. I it was a thing I remember having. That is hilarious. Okay. So I think game salad was a, a game creation thing. That's right. That was something different. Okay. Um. But then there was. Oh, now I'm trying to remember what the hell it's called. Uh, fuck. It was game something. God damn it. It was another like super early like streaming service. Okay. Um, where like you paid like a monthly fee and you just had access to a whole bunch of games. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also I found my OnLive folder. Wow. Yep. OnLive. Because I totally no, I didn't put any money into OnLive. I got into the beta or something, and basically mm-hmm. like through that, I got access to the um that really shitty Prince of Persia. <laughs> Yep. The one that came out like around the time the movie came out. Oh god, yep. Um and play that on there like and I remember even that's 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 kind of the crazy thing about this whole thing is like we're still talking about this the fact that this tech works. It worked back then too. Oh man. Like I played that 
Prince of Persia on on live, and it totally worked. Didn't they have the same model where you had to like pay a subscription fee? Yeah, that was the thing. Is like uh, no, so that I don't think they had a subscription fee, but you did have to buy the games, right? And it died within like the first year. So all the money people put into games into that just you lost it. And I remember that tech eventually got rolled into Sony. Mm. Um, yeah. That's that's part of the tech that, that powers uh, uh, PlayStation now. Yeah, yeah. It's like Gaikai and that. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I that was fucking crazy finding my uh, my on live folder on that old hard drive. Yeah, dude. And it's, it's, on on my it, old Windows Seven machine. For me, it's depressing because it just reminds me that people just like the lessons of the past keep getting forgotten for some reason. I don't get it. I don't know. Everyone was saying it's a bad idea, and then they did it. And now I was also really sad because I found my Neverwinter Nights two folder, and I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" I can finally get a hold of that game again because I had bought that on like Game Forge or something, some kind of fucking store that wasn't steam mm-hmm. way back when like you didn't necessarily buy everything on steam mm. um and then they shut the service down and i lost access to it and i've never had access to never winter nights oh, 2 ever no. again jeez all right uh, and with that anyway. aside thing we have the last topic of the day i'm doing it just for you duran what is nintendo up to in 2020 not putting out another console They've, this they've true. confirmed that. Yeah, we know that. That's they, actually, they actually had to come out and say we are not putting out a Switch Pro in yeah. 2020 like you all think. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Um, I don't know. Like, 2020 is going to be yeah. a weird year for Nintendo. Like, there's a good chance that new Zelda comes out. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Um, wait. Oh, yeah, the, the sequel. Yeah, the that, Breath of the Wild sequel. Oof, talk about Game of the Year contenders. I bet that's going to be one. I yeah. I bet that's going to be one. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, I might even play that game. That's crazy. But like, aside from that, I really don't know what Nintendo is doing this year. It feels like, like they blew their wad like over the last two years, right? It just they had a bunch of stuff announced. Oh, this oh, Shimigami Tensei still might be coming out, which is for me a big deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Cynic likes what Cynic likes, but uh, and if they do, it's, this is a weird thing, right? Because the 3DS is essentially dead now, finally, right? It feels like it's yeah like we're getting there, which means we're still. I'm still waiting for the thing that everyone hoped would happen, which is like Phoenix Wright and all the <laughs> fucking 3DS games come into Switch. And I'm st- that, when that happens, that's that could be the year for Switch, and I'd be happy. Like I'd, I'd be more happy than if, like some Nintendo first parties, really. Right? But um but yeah shimigami tensei yeah. And, and phoenix right could be all i need but but like in terms of like from from nintendo i don't i don't know because like they have animal crossing they have animal crossing they probably have zelda maybe bayonetta Me- metroid is probably not coming out this year no bayonetta is published by them but it's not produ- not developed no. by them yeah it's not developed um what There's the... talks that there might be another Mario and Luigi being made by a different team because obviously that team doesn't exist anymore. Oh yeah, okay. So it's possible maybe we'll get a Mario Mario and Luigi game. Didn't we which... not know what the Donkey Kong guys were doing? Wasn't that a thing? People called, kept thinking shoot, Retro, they were doing. Yeah, um, people kept thinking they were doing Metroid, but they're not. From memory, I, I thought they are doing. Are they okay? All Metroid. Right. 
Maybe they are doing. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're the ones doing uh, Metroid. Okay, cool. Hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Like yeah. maybe they'll announce a new Mario game. Oh, maybe yeah. this will be. Maybe this will finally finally be the year that we get uh, Mario Galaxy One and or Two remastered. Hmm. Oh, are they doing Mario like Maker? That's something people have been wanting for quite a while. Have they already done Mario Maker? Are they doing Mario Mario Maker Two? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's been out for a while. Okay. Cool. It came out last year. Yeah, I'm just trying to think what what are the yeah, Nintendo franchises. And went. Yeah, there's no Pokemon game this year. It's going to be just expansions. No. Yeah. Wow, this is a weird year for Nintendo, huh? After like a couple of years on fire, like it's just outright dominating. Um, this one's going to be pretty quiet. Last year was Fire Emblem. That was a big one. Um, but it's not Nintendo, obviously, but still. Yeah, this is going to be. Yeah, crazy. but you know what though? If if Breath of the Wild two ends up being a holiday release, that may yeah, be enough. That 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 will be enough. They'll be it'll put them on the map. That, that yeah. God damn. And that's one of those weird things because like that it's only February. We do not know all the games coming out this year, which is exciting in a lot of ways. Um, it's, it's part of why we're getting back to podcasting is I am just like the itch. Uh, I feel like this year is going to be an exciting year for games. This is going to, things yeah. are back in the swing of it. And it's really interesting and really curious. And the new plot, new consoles going to, whoo, this market's going to be very yeah, yeah. interesting. New, new console years are always, always interesting. That's for sure. Damn straight. And did you hear, I'm pretty sure this is true. Um, the switch already outsold the Xbox one. Yes. Yeah, that's really cool, and uh, yeah, I just I'm so curious where Nintendo goes with this because that is just a see, that's that's kind of the thing too is like like they honestly can afford to kind of have a little bit yes softer year this year because they are selling consoles fucking left and right. Oh yeah, like Pokemon was just <laughs> next yeah. level. <laughs> they were like 16 million copies or something. It was something ridiculous. It was something so large. Oh man, but anyway, so cool. All right. So if, Duran, you were to give each of these groups a hype out of 10, let's start with Nintendo. What's your hype meter for Nintendo for 2020? Uh, like a four. Okay. What's your hype meter for Sony? Probably a seven. All right. Xbox. Like a six and best for last stadia <laughs> negative three. Okay, I'd say stadia is probably, yeah, sitting around a one. Um, <laughs> the uh, Sony, I'm probably sitting at an, at an eight, assuming they do something smart. Like, I think I'll be higher stadia. once we they actually put some information out, exactly. Like, I'm okay, like, honestly, even two. just like showing the box would be enough to get me more hype for it yeah exactly we just no, we have no idea and february we everyone thought it'd be this month and it could still be this month but it's already halfway through february and they haven't said a fucking word um yeah. but yeah for me it's uh if they do something smart like a cross-gen game i'll probably like i don't even know if i'll play last of us part two on ps4 or ps5 like i might wait if they already if they announce with a ps5 you know ghost of shima right. definitely ps5 so that, well, that's, that's the thing though too keep in mind they've already said like that your PS4 games will will well, definitely yeah. look and run better on the PS5 anyway. That's, yeah, and that might be that might be it. Um, we'll find out. Uh, Xbox, I'm sitting at a eight as well. Not because I'll buy one, because I want. I'm. I just want to see what they've got, man. I want to see Microsoft on fire. I want to see them come out fighting, and I, that's good for everybody. Yeah. Um, and Game Pass is is. Like I, I want awesome. to see hungry Microsoft. Yeah, fuck yeah! I'm so hi- <laughs> I'm so hyped for them, and then. Um, Nintendo is what I'm curious about. I forgot about Zelda. Um, 
if Zelda does get announced, I'll probably be up there at an eight as well. So eights across the board because like, I'll I'll buy Zelda. You know, I'll I'll be I'll be hyped for that. And honestly, actually no, a Zelda would get me to a seven. A Phoenix Wright game will get me to a ten. <laughs> will get me to a solid ten out of ten hype because uh, I fucking love Phoenix Wright and I just I'm just waiting for that on my TV. And with that, Duran, that was a podcast. Thank we you for it. your time. We did it. We'll see you guys again in like six months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was two hours and two hours and twenty. We went a bit long, but not too long. We didn't go too long. All right. No. So no. Thank you guys. Yeah, hopefully, once you know news picks up a little bit more. Exactly. Hopefully, it won't be another six months before, before we do another one. Absolutely. Oh, that, after the PlayStation thing, we should do a thing. There's going to be a yeah, PlayStation definitely. thing, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, exactly. So see, they're, they're then. ramping up. Like they, they've they've now put up the, the PlayStation Five uh, website now, so oh, they are shit. starting to ramp things up. Oh shit! I can't. Yeah, Duran, what trailers are going to see? What trailers are we going to see? <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Are we going to get Final Fantasy Sixteen? Who knows? Who knows? We're going to get the next kill zone. Because <laughs> like, people think that it's crazy to announce two Final Fantasies a single E3. But it happened. Well, you've you've heard what the <laughs> the current rumor is for Final Fantasy Final Fantasy sixteen, right? No, I haven't. What's the rumor? Uh, there's two potential people that might be working on it. Oh, gee. it is either. Oh, don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> it is either Yoshi P, who is the director for the MMO. Okay. Which would be really fucking cool, based yeah, on what he's talked about. Right. Yeah, he'd be okay. he he's said that if he if he does make has a chance to make a like mainline final fantasy game what he would like to do is take it back to proper fantasy fuck yeah like he'd be, he'd be i pretty i i wouldn't i wouldn't complain yeah. um and then the other one I, is yoko taro yeah of course yeah th- th- yes if, if, if there's someone on this fucking green earth <laughs> that i want behind and, a fucking and final fantasy games yoko taro and here's my theory those two just recently worked together on oh the near stuff for 14 and that was incredible and that was Let's incredible. Just say they don't just collab and and like they like fucking co-direct the next Final Fantasy. Dude, oh my god, that would be the greatest. That would be so awesome. Oh, that's a ten <laughs> <laughs> on the hype meter. And with that, thank you for listening to this podcast. Fuck man, Yokotaro behind a Final Fantasy game. Twenty twenty. Maybe we'll find out this year. Maybe we won't. But we'll find out eventually. Maybe. See you next time. Bye. Thanks, Duran. Yep.